tonight's episode of the Gamecasters. We talk about the games we played. We do another Nelly's Nook segment for ya. And then we end the show with our top five games to play with kids. Stay tuned. of the Gamecasters. Now, I know what you're all thinking. You guys sound a week younger than I expected. Well, you tricky dickies, we actually recorded this episode a week ago, but as Natalie and I are currently touring the East Coast on our East Coast tour, we didn't have time to record today, seeing as we literally aren't here. Seriously, go to our house right now. You won't find us. You'll find our nanny, all of her lovers, house-sitting, but not us, Jack. We're currently en route to Boston. Okay, time to do some accents. Oh, boy. This is the way I normally talk, and it's the correct way. Right, the only way. Yes. The true way speech was meant to be delivered. After the crucible of the Big Bang, the booming voice of the Lord decreed that the one rightful speech in all of his mighty kingdom was Midwestern, Southeastern Michigan. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. However, lesser forms were also created, so as to subjugate the different dialogal dialects, like Boston, <laughs> where you can get chata, or go to college to get smarter. Oh Want some shrimp? Well, then go down under. Drive your little car. <laughs> Gotta get far. Or do you need some crumpets, some tea? Would you like to do me? No? Well, maybe- <laughs> Would you like to do me? <laughs> well, then maybe Jeff will tickle your fancy, or do you need a condom, eh? Oh, heck, watch I out there. I bet you there's one in <laughs> your there, wallet. don't you know? I just hopped over the lake there, They've eh? been used, don't you know? Oh, no. Oh, oh heck. Oh, damn near <laughs> killed her. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Wait, wrecked him. No. Oh, damn near killed her. <laughs> <laughs> watch out. <laughs> so that's one of that, that. Okay, I will say, that is not my favorite accent that me and Jeff do together. <laughs> oh no, that's our favorite. That's my favorite? favorite accent that we do together. Yeah, oh, okay. that is not my favorite accent. Jeff does. I, I don't know. I think I know what it is. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know if it will be considered cultural <laughs> appropriation, so I, we don't have to do that one. <laughs> Jeff has a really good Minnesota, just like the one we just talked about there. Uh, Natalie, do you have any accents? No. I do this sort of angry British fellow when I'm in the bathroom by myself. Oh wait, wait. My God. Jim Jim has threatened you numerous times about your accent. <laughs> if you do this, we might lose Jim. Can I can I say something? Yeah. There was one day Ryan <laughs> Ryan well, I need to stuff my mouth with some popcorns. <laughs> Ryan was in the bathroom taking a shower and I happened to be in the bedroom. The door was closed, you know, to the bathroom and I'm in the bedroom and I hear him talking in an <laughs> accent. And so I go stand by the door. This is I'm the like, first time you've ever heard this yeah, accent? Normally or this? I'm not okay. like hanging out in the bedroom while he's like in the shower, you know. Whoa! Water spilled. Whoa! Oh, oh God, it's even worse. Okay. We have, we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so Natalie, what were you saying? Oh, boy. <laughs> we had a little bit Sorry of uh, difficulty difficulties. Oh, my God, a popcorn just came out of my mouth. Sorry. So Natalie, what were you saying about I was saying that I put my ear up to the door. And Ryan's in there talking, like while the shower's running, talking in an English accent. And he's saying, and I'm like, what the hell is he, is he doing? Si- he's singing? He's not singing. Oh. He's saying things like, <laughs> I'll tell you. I don't even know. Something about like, oh, and then I take this razor. And then, you know, and I was just like, <laughs> just dictating your, your routine. I just, all, that's I, all I do. Zero. I literally was outside the bathroom, like, <laughs> what is happening? Can't really help it. It's just so something then I do, right? Of course, I had to wait for him to get out. And I was just like, um, <laughs> Or who are you talking to in there? <laughs> or sometimes you're in the bathroom and like it's silent in the house and I can hear you talking. And so I'll text you and be like, you know, I can hear you, right? 
like, what am I saying? I don't know. I can't ever hear what you're saying. I just hear you talking, but you're alone. So it's usually it's usually something like this. <laughs> well, here we are again. Time to get the soap and lather it all around and put it on your naughty bits. There you go. Looks right. Feels right. <laughs> smells right. Now it's time to shave. Just gonna get the razor and shave with it up my neck, just like that. Yep, looks right, feels right, <laughs> smells right. Just so you know, this is real because I heard this it, and real. I've never like this is heard him do that. Before. I don't know. It's just some. It's just something I do. I might even do the rest of the intro or the rest of this, you know, this bit in the this en- voice. The entire show. We'll see. I also do this very effeminate voice that Natalie loves, but I think that might be a bit too risky for this show. <laughs> Again, I don't want to horribly offend. Offending is all right, but horribly offending is something I strive to avoid. Oh my god, the way your lips look when you do that. Hey, normally in the bathroom by myself, okay? That's what you think. Eavesdropper. I ain't dropping no eaves, I promise. Stop dropping those eaves. Eavesdropper. What's wrong with you guys? Jeff, what's happening with you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He has no clue. Watching TV in the basement. Sitting around, we got furniture in the basement Naked. down there. Do you have any clothes oh, yeah, on while you do? Yeah, we got a new couch. We got like a little recliner, sofa sort of thing. Looks right. Couch, depending right. on where you're from. It looks great. <laughs> smells great. Uh, and yeah. what you got the couch? We got the couch. Nice. I mean, yeah. not nice. To the whole <laughs> yeah. Nice. And your so chair. we so it was kind of cool. Was we spent like our first evening down there just. Sitting on the couch, oh. yeah, watching TV. Yeah, um, so much for the kid episode. Yep, I know. Now you have two places to watch. TV. Oh, is that spoiled? Uh, we can cut that. Um, yeah, so now we have two places to watch TV. It's nice. like we're it's like we're rich. Yes. <laughs> we have two TVs. Or like, can you if you want to watch something and Devin wants to watch something, you exactly. can go in exactly two different. Really, floors. you have three, four. T- you have a TV in your bedroom. Four. Yeah. Four TVs. Jack have a TV in his room? No. Where's the fourth one? In the, the bedroom, in the, the living room. room, and there's two downstairs. Oh, the game room. Yeah, yeah the game yeah. room's got yep, one. Yep, the game room's got one. You should know. We watched some stuff on it last time. Yeah, watched Steve Brule yeah. on it. <laughs> yep, the Brulia. Which yeah, is so, another accent Jeff could do. <laughs> we could do those. That's that's the one we like to do together. Yeah, that one's that's great. an accent? <laughs> yeah, Steve Brule, I think that's an accent. Isn't it a character? <sighs> He's his own. Are we going to get like... <laughs> oh, heck, Natalie. I know. Geez, like what kind of like... Oh, let's get pedantic now. Okay, so I found a PS5. Well, Where? I found like on it. TV, or you <laughs> saw it. I've been okay. So a while ago, Ben from the Date Night Dice uh, Instagram and podcast was on the search for this graphics card. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, you might remember that episodal grief that Ben endured on their podcast searching for it. Well, he finally got it, and I've drawn on him for inspiration as I embarked on my own quest for the PlayStation Five. I was following this Twitter account that posted restock alerts every day on Target, Best Buy, Amazon. I've been searching for months to try to find this thing, but you just can't. It's impossible. Until one day, Natalie sat on the couch. She's like, oh, guess what? A friend of mine says, oh, does anybody want one? I have one. He just found one. Is that that voice you were talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants a PS5? (laughs) Who wants it? Well, I wants it. So I said, go gets it. She gets it. It arrives Last Wednesday, remember we're in the future, but <laughs> as we started the trip before it arrived, I haven't gotten to play with it yet. Wow. I'm real excited. Congratulations. My favorite yeah, part thanks, about getting this PS5 is now Ryan can stop saying every single day, can no I PS5. buy a PS5? Can I buy a PS5? Time to go on to the Xbox Series <laughs> Yeah, what's the next one? The, the new Xbox. Xbox Series X, Xbox Series One. I don't know. I'm so behind on anything video game that it's just, this is like I the almost first don't even know how it would catch it. back up. 
Like I'm yeah. just so just far behind. One. Honestly, yeah, we just have to like grab. But I don't. I don't but have which ones. One? There's like a Switch and a Xbox and a yeah. PS5. Just pick one and get it. I think I would probably have to get like a Switch. Yep. But again, I think those are really difficult Switch to find now. No, too, you can right? find. You can pretty you much can find, find those regularly. Yeah. Because I think Devin would play the Switch. Yeah, she would for sure. Mm-hmm. But because you can play like the old Mario games and stuff on there. Yeah. She she likes. I know she likes too. Yeah, it would be. Again, that would then take away from. Other gaming, other gaming, or yeah. or TV watching, watching with all of our televisions. Can yeah, you, you got to prioritize for sure. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I love video games. I hadn't video gamed in pretty much the last decade since I've been a board gamer. Yeah, that's really yeah. W- w- my I shifted completely. Yeah, like, you know, and and people might know this, but Ryan and I used to play Halo all the, all time. the time. Like that was our our <clears throat> our thing. That's like united us. Yeah, was playing Halo. <laughs> yeah, and poker. poker. And now we've like I I just haven't played video games and. You know, all my yeah. students play video games. They ask me about video games, and I'm like, "Don't know, man. I don't know." Don't get it. But a lot of mm-hmm. them are like the same one. Like they're playing Grand Theft Auto, Call yeah. of Duty. They're yeah. playing, which yeah, I'm like, I, I know Grand these Theft things. Auto Five now. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I don't have a, a new generation system. Yeah, so I got the my computer, my gaming computer, um, during COVID. I'm trying to remember like what really made me want to get. Oh yeah, there's this half Half Life game. This game oh, called yeah. Half Life, yep. right? And it's uh, oh, for the for the, um, um, the Oculus. Oculus, right? Yes. And so that kind of I just wanted that game because I lo- Half Life was one of my favorite franchise <laughs> games. So we got a whole computer. Yeah, I bought the computer and I bought <laughs> the, uh, the, VR the, VR. the VR. The VR. Yeah. I'm like, why can't I think of what the Oculus is actually called? Yeah, I bought the VR the headset goggles? and stuff. Yeah, the goggles. <laughs> goggles. And uh, I don't play that game very often, but I, it kind of sparked my interest in rekindling me back too into to play? <laughs> maybe. It's really scary. The Half Life. Yeah, is, well, it's a f- like first person. Yeah, and you're in virtual reality, and there's zombies coming alive. He's like, "Will you come in the basement with me Gross. while I play that game?" <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, but I can only do it once or twice before I get tired." Oh my god! <laughs> I gotta go to bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sleepy. I know. Oh god, another time. I gotta write down. I need some time. Um, so anyway, I got. He's not I'm a kid. Friend. Excited about that. <laughs> I, I can't friendly. do it. There's a kid friendly part in this episode. <laughs> Just we're wait. We're just gonna say it. <laughs> oh, brother! Maybe yeah, we'll put a timestamp. Yeah, we should of, put a timestamp yeah. on the kid friendly. Oh my god! Who cares? We're the gamecasters. We're the gamecasters. Gateway Network. You know what? You can listen okay. to hear my kids speak, but maybe you shouldn't let your kids listen to us. <laughs> yeah. There's a million other. Okay, I I say this to myself in the shower in a British accent all the time. There are a <laughs> ton. <laughs> there are there's a ton of other content out there board game related. Maybe most of it that's family friendly. We can be one of the only ones that has yeah. an adult yeah. tone. Oh and I agree. totally kind of cool I'm with, with that. Let's lean Before into it. Before this episode today, Ryan was Suck like, it, I'm going to try to be yeah. like more kid friendly this episode so like people can listen with their kids and I'm like I'm like and now we're coming in the basement. Yep, so there we go. <laughs> but, then, but then he clarified. He's like, he's and we're like, eight minutes in. Yeah. He clarified. He's like, well, don't worry. He's like, instead of saying like fucking, I'll just say like he did her. And he's like, kids don't know what that means, right? And I was like, um, uh, mom did what to her? Mom, what? What was that part? Can you go back? Oh, what did he do to her? That's totally right. That I think I justified it. I was yeah. like so like I didn't say a swear. Nope. Yeah. No swears. Oh my gosh. So have you guys uh been playing any games? <clears throat> Notably Jeff. <Nope>. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been playing, man? Games, games, games. <laughs> Let me tell you some stuff. So oh, last brother. night I had uh both of my brothers over, one of their wives. Oh, Guess Jen. which one? Terry. Nope, it was Terry. Terry really? Over, yeah. Wow. With uh, with the boys. Oh, so geez. we had kind of 
a boy party, a, a first party sort of like get together. And, and this weekend means- we have a couple other sort of like Memorial Day kind of get togethers with the family where where things are a little bit starting to feel like normal, where we're yeah. kind of back. Um, to hanging out because, you know, we, we're a a pretty close family in terms of just being around Mm -hmm. each other and wanting to be around each other and living close to each other. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, my son Jack got to play with his cousins, Christopher and Brian, and they had a blast. They oh, they probably loved him. And yeah, and, and Jack was just, he was so upset to go to bed. You know, Aww. it's like one of the things he was just so pumped up. Yeah. He's um, like, I'm having but the he had best to go to time. bed. And so we, they hooked up the switch to the TV. So Christopher and Brian were playing uh, video games. And then we split off into the other room after Jack went to bed and we played an exit. How sweet is that? It was awesome. That's like the way to do it. So it they're in like, the couch area. Yes. And you're exactly. in the game area, yep. which is how, dude, that's by design. By design. You yep. set it up yep. that it's way. Perfect working yeah so we played an exit we played the dead man on the orient express awesome which was <clears throat> fantastic really um we played uh this game coming up called king of 12 which we'll talk about soon um, which one. you guys played and then we also played a game that is a secret <gasps> a secret it is a secret like you can't talk like about it? i we cannot talk about it right what? now but what? here's the thing why you're under a lockdown i'm just gonna tell you that it's it's a social deduction game i heard of it and as soon as we get together with a group bigger than five or six you need to play it really even natalie she hates social media. even natalie what yes is it called so, a secret no <laughs> the name of it i don't even know if i can say the name of it if you're under an is embargo it, I, I am under an embargo but <laughs> it's a very good social deduction game so as soon as i can talk about it i'm going to and i think that really? we're going to be good? able to play it before i can talk about it so you, you know will be able I'm, to do it i feel it. like you're like a movie really star under contract <laughs> to play a social deduction game again i've been off yes. social deduction games for years because of me. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. so I would love. I mean, you know, this is a good one. It's I mean, a it's a good one. Okay, I don't want to get gameless. like too into it, but it's it's good. That's so we cool. played a few games, and that was really just fun. It was fun yeah. to like get back together with some family, um, feel a little more normal, and and play some games. But the game I want to talk about <laughs> is a game called Santa Monica. Ooh, you guys know this game? I heard of it. I've heard of it. As I almost well. bought it like forty times. Yeah, it's. It, I, I think agree. It's in my Amazon cart currently. <laughs> I agree with that because we. I think we've even been at RAW. Yeah, holding it, putting it there back. There it is. Holding like, it, do, we it it, back. do we get it, man? Do we get it, man? And done the same thing on Amazon. It's. It was on my like wish list for yeah, a while. For Keep track, and it was. Yeah, it was just one of those games that I. I never <laughs> grabbed, but I always wanted to play. Yep. And then Devin showed mild interest. <laughs> That's all you need. And I was like, okay. Okay, bought, <laughs> yeah. I'll buy two copies. Do you want one and I'll have one? You want to start your first You want your first game, your first collection? So I bought it because I had kind of been going back and forth. I saw a whole bunch of pictures on Instagram of it because people were kind of obsessed with it for a while. Yeah, obsessed. And it's it's also beautiful. Like the art, the, cool. the, yeah. the color palette, is that the right word? Yeah. yeah. Art people. That's a word. Uh, is this sure. like beachy like like, like light pastel right it like yeah pastels? it's just a very yeah, cool beachy. look yeah so um santa monica not santa maria <laughs> or santa claus um <laughs> so santa monica is a tableau building game players are trying to create the most appealing beach and boardwalk area in southern california i know mm. i know <laughs> <laughs> so players start with a large <clears throat> tile um, which is kind of think of it as like being two stories tall or two cards tall. Yep. Um, so that's what you have to start with, which the top part is your beach area and the bottom part is your boardwalk. Okay. So that's kind of where you'll be adding cards. You can add cards to either side of your your starting player. So your tableau can have two rows on either side of that starting thing. So kind of like um, Penny Lane? Yeah. it's not two rows, yeah. but oh, you play yeah. on either side? Yeah, um, except the art uh, matches up a little bit. <laughs> Man, Zing! Penny Lane just mi- that game is good, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good, good game. I would say I was definitely surprised, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. 
If you're looking into Penny Lane, that's a quick game, but man, there's like these coins where half the coin is on one card and half the coin on the other card. And the other coin and goes under the stove. They just, <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah. And they just never meet, they just never match up. So I don't know what happened with the printing there, but. Yeah, it's weird. Um, anyway, yeah, you start with this large tile and each turn, uh, you're basically drafting a feature card, which the feature card would be the beach or the boardwalk. Um, and uh, the card is then added to your tableau and you could add it, obviously, like I said, to either side or to continue a path. So you could really just make all like to the right of it or all to the left, or you can just kind of place it wherever you want. Um, cards have a variety of like different features on it. So the artwork is kind of cool. Uh, it comes with things like visitors or sand dollars. So whenever you take the card, you get the card and whatever it says on there. Okay. Some of them come with movement points to kind of move your visitors around your tableau or your beach. Uh, and then most of them have a way to score points. So the, the different visitors and cards require different aspects to really score. Sort of like, I don't know, any game where it's like, you know, overboss. Oh, this needs to be next to this, but not next to this to yep. score points. So that tableau building is, that's like, the, seems like the way to score when you're building something <clears throat> like that. Sure. Um, so the there's like different features on there. So for example, if you had like a sand volleyball court, you might grab the sand volleyball court and add that to your beach. Um, before the end of the game, it might need to be next to something to get points. It also needs to have people on it because they have to play playing sand volleyball. Of course. So some of the movement actions that you like get that with action. other cards, you have to move your um, people around the beach and get them to the sand volleyball court to um, to score points at the end of the game, which is why you'd need movement points because like, they're moving around. Uh, many uh, and most cards have these little symbols on them and the symbols are, are the way that uh, the aspects are kind of scoring. So this card might have a seashell on it and you get points for the seashells being next to something else. So that's how they, they, they work that system. And you're basically just trying to organize your beach in the most appealing way to score all the points. Okay. Um, appealing based on, based on like, so they, they call it appealing because you want the, the, the food on the boardwalk next to, next to yeah. something, right? It's right, just right. so the art, the art yep. kind of makes more sense, but they just have symbols, right? Of course. So you want to put symbols in the, in the most way, the, the best way right. it's going to get the you the most That's points. the thematic yeah. Yeah, exactly. way of saying, right. put this next to that. Um, there's this cool uh, little uh, foodie meeple and a food truck meeple. <laughs> foodie meeple? Yeah. Oh, that's That's cool. placed below the... Um, He's taking the, selfies? Yeah, the, the draft <laughs> area. So there's, there's a set of four cars that you can draft from. And above those four cards are four cards that are face up. And then when you take one from the draft area, that card from up top slides down. So you actually see, you have an advantage of seeing more cards. Like if I take this one, this one's going to slide down and I might be able to take it next turn. Or don't take that one because maybe Ryan needs this to score a bunch of points. So I'm going to leave that one there, let him do it. Uh, but there's this this food and food truck meeple that kind of move back and forth throughout the, um, the drafting area. Mm-hmm. They give you a cool thing. If you take a food, if you take the card that's uh, above the foodie, you get to move some people around. If you take above the food truck, you get to, um, I think, take some sand dollars, which the sand dollars are cool because you can use sand dollars to do like a super action, mm -hmm. draft two cards or mm. to do something like that, right? So the sand dollars like will let you draft from the road that you can't take from right away. So the sand dollars are, are cool currency to do super, super bonus actions or whatever. And, and basically you get... It comes with a scoring sheet, thank God, because that would be like miserable to score each card individually. But yeah. the the score sheet is great. You get points for all your cards. There's also common objectives that you're kind of comparing your um, each other to. So who has the most of this or the least of this will get you certain points. So there's okay. an objective face up. It said who has the most, you know, seashell tiles or who has the most yeah. visitors or the most tourists or whatever. And then you compare and you get points based on if you're first, second or whatever. And it is super simple. That was basically like all of the rules. 
Okay. Yeah, that doesn't seem bad. It's straightforward. It's really an easygoing, light game. It was. I think we talked about last episode the the Golden Geek Awards. It was nominated for Light Game of the Year. I think it was like the second runner up or you know whatever. Okay. What's the weight? Do you, do you know? I wouldn't say it's higher than a two. Wow, it's um, that light. I bet if you. I don't know if you looked it up on BGG, but I, I would say it's in that. If it's I mean, I've slightly it above a two, it would be. It would surprise you. It would surprise me. Drum roll, I please. would put it at a two. Two point one six. So yeah, okay, very very. So close. yeah, I would put it at yeah. a two, and I think maybe with more plays you could get a little more strategic, a little more, you know, thoughtful in your decisions of how you're going to place cards and things like that. Yeah. So that there, that might lead it to 2.1 <clears throat> instead of 2.0. <laughs> um, so we played in like 40 minutes with a teach. So like wow, a 10 minute sure. teach, we played in a half Wait, an hour. It, just you and Devin? Just Devin and I. Yeah. Okay. So it would take a little longer. Yeah, a little longer. Because you're playing to 14 cards. So as soon as someone has 14 cards in their it ends. tableau, it ends. And then you score. So... I would say it would probably be an hour with four people, cool. which is the top that this like game that. should be. It shouldn't be any longer. It would, it would feel Because then long. you'd creep into the, you know, why am I still building this tableau? Let's be done. But I felt like at 14 cards, it was good because we had that moment, which is good in the games, where at 10 and 11, we're like, oh, shit, we only get two or three more cards. What yeah, do I do like, with these last couple got, things? Oh, geez. Yeah, because there's some, some of the sand dollar actions where I might be able to take two cards. Right, which could like... Yeah, which could so I I liked that. That was some some cool decisions. (laughs) So for how light it was, I think there were like decent choices, right? Do I take the card that's the best for me in the moment? Do I take a card to not let that one come down so Devin could take it? Mm -hmm. Do I take the one in front of the food truck because I definitely need some more sand dollars to activate this card? Mm -hmm. The the point cards don't give you as much stuff right away as some of the other ones. So taking things early, getting your visitors and then taking cards to move them around and know where they go. That was kind of fun. And there's, it's, it's good. I'm glad it's in my collection. I think it's overall good. I don't think I'm going to reach for it all the time, Mm -hmm. but there are lots of nights that were supposed to be playing games with Devin and and she's like, let's just play a short half hour game. That would be one that I will never have to read the rules for that. I could reach for and play it quickly. Was it a little overhyped? Do you think? I think so. I like nothing about it really blew my mind and was yeah. like, "This is revolution." So you, you were more kind of like, "Why did this get so much crazy like attention?" Yeah, because but... I mean, Instagram it was yeah, like it was everywhere, popular. and people were like, "This is like this is the game right here." Yeah, and like, this I needs think, to win all these awards, and, and people like, do st- like love it. And maybe, yeah. maybe with more plays, it feels a little like it jumps up in that strategic category for me a little yeah. more, but. I think what maybe appeals people is the art is awesome. The production quality is great. Mm-hmm. The sand the sand dollars are like wooden sand dollars and look like sand dollars. Yeah. The meeples have like sunglasses on because they're tourists in a beach. <laughs> That's cool. So like it it works on Instagram because it's very picture friendly. Photogenic. Yeah, so it's picture friendly. I know people are overly positive on on Instagram and so am I. I usually play games and talk about games that I like. Yeah. I usually don't do a lot of like bashing games on Instagram sure. because right. I don't really play a lot of games that I hate or, you know, well, what I mean? it, it but, takes a lot of work because if you're going to like specifically post a game just because you don't like it, it take you got to like spend the time writing about it. I think it's Rodney Smith that talks about there. Maybe it's Rado. It's one of the two. Someone's like, I think it's Rado because Rodney Smith doesn't actually review. Right. Mm-hmm. But Rado at one point, someone's like every single game I see you talk about, you love. And he's like, well, that's because I carefully curate the games before I play them. I tailored yeah. the game to, you know, if I think I'm going to like it, that's when I'll right. get it. And I'm then not if like I excited not to, to play bad games. Yeah, he's like, I'm not one of those people who just takes in every single game. Right. He's like, I'll turn away 
way more games than I say yes to at this point. Yeah, because he knows, like, all right, yeah. I, I don't want to. I'm not going to waste my time. I don't want to get a game for the purpose of bashing it. Yeah. Like, right. this is someone's this is someone's baby almost. Yeah. The game that Definitely. they created and made, and I'm going to go on, purposely take it, not being excited about it, and then crush its dreams and hope. You know, it's like, yeah. that's not... It's not what it's for, right? Yeah. It's, what's it's not, not like what the community is for. When we play games and we don't like the take that mechanic because we don't want to be mean to each other. We also don't want to be just like bad yeah. talk, like games that you don't like. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have anything nice to say, don't say it at no, all. See, I, I, I don't <laughs> mind it's, saying negative things about games because I think it helps people know, to see negative like viewpoints. You said, you gotta, it's different if you're just trashing something like this is a piece yeah. of crap. Right, you're you know, trying to saying negative at least feedback. be respectful. Still yeah, like Jeff about, said, these while are giving your like, honest thoughts, but most people I think that are designing games are like yeah. pouring. You know, people don't get rich doing this, so no. they're doing it as a labor of love. You know what I mean? So I can understand that designer. I mean, you know, having being in the middle of designing a game myself, if somebody just like trashed my game, I would it would be, be devastating. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, I think that negative reviews, if done correctly, are more helpful than maybe just a glowing positive review that doesn't actually totally feel like it's glowing. Because then, I mean, luckily it didn't yeah. happen in this case because you did like Santa Monica. But seeing all that glowingness, if I bought it and I was kind of like, the, what the heck are people, you know, it's it does less of a service to me, you know, getting a game in my collection that I don't really want just because I, of all literally 100% positive feedback. You know, if I, mm-hmm. yeah. so basically all I'm saying is I, I really appreciate when there's, you know, like a, a a negative review sometime just so I can look at those things. Cause a lot of times I'll look at a negative review and be like, everything it's saying, I don't care. Yeah. That makes I like me that like stuff. the game. Right. But I do like seeing why people don't like something. I think there's great value to that. Yeah, for sure. I it, like it's just like be. when we look when you go to buy something and you I always go to the negative the worst reviews first just to see what people are saying are the problems with it. Cause everyone who has good reviews are saying the same thing. They love it. Yeah. But I'm like, why don't these people like yeah, it? Yeah, what what is there that and people don't honestly, like? And honestly, like you, there's a lot of times when it's stuff I don't agree with. You know, like oh, I don't care about that. This is multiplayer solitaire. Sweet. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> this in. is a dry Q pushing euro. All yeah. righty. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I like doing on BGG or anywhere is looking at like the ratings of f- like sixes and sevens. Yeah, the middle because ground those ones. those are people oh, who yeah. who understand like this is this is a, a game that is. Is not necessarily broken, but I don't like it for these reasons, and then I can see that instead of a one that's like this is like yeah. the board game Ones beatdown. This yeah. is a piece of garbage, and I'm going to burn right. it in a fire. That's the whole point. I think like, of the beatdown is more okay. like okay, these are obviously yeah, not stupid. They're not taking it seriously, but yeah, it's like yeah. it's definitely just or even ridiculous. the other end like yeah. a four, right? If, it, if someone rates a game a four, that means they like never yeah, want to play the game like again. I want to know it, but also took the game seriously enough to not just. Click a one because right. that's what everybody does. Yeah, a four rather love some something thought. or hate something. A four is there's so like, those four and thinking. sixes and sevens. I feel like might be the best reviews. Mm-hmm. You're right. Of games. Tens are just like goggles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One is goggles. Yeah. Just different way. So let's yeah. talk about yeah. the negatives of this game. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> <laughs> that seriously just happened. That's cool. Yeah. Why not? That was like so, a segue. Yeah. I think the. I think at some point it's going to feel samey. Samey. Yeah. I don't know. So Devin and I only saw not even half the cards through our game because you know there's a big stack of cards and we're only putting at most 14 and seeing some come up and you can discard them so is that stack of cards just more of the same or is it going to add 
you know, different things. Just, I'm just gonna have three volleyball courts. Am I gonna have two food trucks on my thing? Am I gonna, you know, is it just gonna add the same over and over again and then just play the same over and over again, but with slightly different cards? And I and and Ryan, you led into this earlier. There's nothing nothing about the game was was new. Nothing was like this is a fresh take on yeah. something, but nothing was wrong with it. Yeah. Right? It was okay, there's there's this tableau building. I've done this tableau building. I've I've built stuff in a row where things connect and they have to be next to each other doing this thing. I've drafted cards. You know, I think the newness to this was the look. The theme of a beach mm-hmm. is cool. Each player does start again, not new, does start with their own kind of their own way to score points differently than someone else. So that's neat. Yeah. And <clears throat> But nothing was like, wow, this is a revolutionary new... Were you looking for something like that? I kind of was because I, I think I got overhyped a little bit. Yeah. Because I was like, this... Yeah, like, what is like, it that everyone loves about Look at how awesome it? this is. And again, I, I, I liked it. I would throw it in that seven category of like, here's my ranking where yeah. I, I'm, I'll play it again for sure. It's going right. to stay in my collection because for a 30-minute game that Devin and I can play, that has a little more meat on it than some other games. Yeah, for sure. So plus, maybe. Yeah, it's in a good filler plus time range of of that and it's so easy going i'll never read the rules again so there's a lot of positives that's good some I negatives like and i so it's probably in the 90 percent of the 10 percent. yeah it's not crap but it's, yeah good to have in your collection yeah i don't know if it, it i wouldn't call it in my top you know 50 right i wonder if and if i can speak to something real quick that you just mentioned in there about um it doesn't do anything new i wonder if we as we were talking about was it last episode's nook subject about the influx of board games and yeah, yeah we talking, the, that was the, the changes was that in last the industry. Episode? Yeah, I wonder if the influx in board games because of Kickstarter or whatever reason has caused. Because you know how we talked about how like if your game is not artistically beautiful now, it's hard to get noticed. Yeah, which okay, Santa Monica check right. Yep. Um, I do think a lot of a lot of the time, you know, we are looking for what's the, what does this game do differently. I wonder if that also hurts the game and not hurts. Uh, that's not the word I want to use. I wonder if that hinders some games from getting the attention they deserve because they don't do anything new. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like there's games like when Clank came out, for instance. Clank came out after the craze of the deck building mechanism, right? Right. It didn't really do anything new necessarily it had a board which trains had a board mm-hmm. right i mean it had the clank mechanism i guess which you could say was was new but there's other other things that like fill i think your what deck up. i think what clank did was almost take a couple things that weren't new and put them then together to make it yeah, feel new feel new and something that came to my mind when you think about it is like lost runes of arnak or dune imperium right Those where don't do anything nothing new nothing either. is new about that game but when i'm playing a deck builder that for both dune and um arnak that maybe building the deck is not important, is not the most important thing, but it is. Yeah, it's, in, it's an element. But, but when you think of like th- yeah. when you think of deck builder like Thunderstone or Dominion, you got to build a deck. And even that's right. been done. I mean, you think of a game like Mage Knight. Mage yeah. Knight is you know this big, huge board game with a deck building component. Like there are other games that do have that. I think like I think Arnak and Dune, they seem to get like the secret sauce. Like you just said a minute ago. They do that plus worker placement plus they got this theme plus it's only an hour and a half yeah plus man, it's just like, like they killed they just, it. this formula is perfect yeah. but I I wonder because like there's sometimes I would love to play a new game that's just like an old school yeah worker placement game 
You know, yeah. like I would like that. And I wonder if the industry is the it seems like the industry is kind of getting away from that, you know, not necessarily worker placement, but just, well, you're not doing anything brand new. So I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that. I think that is something that has kind of made new made designers go like, what are we going to do now? We got to top ourselves, you know? Yeah. And which can be good, good and bad. Yeah, right. right exactly. You want some of that. You're going right? to miss a progress, lot. But yeah. But yeah, at the same time, it's like I would hate for like a really awesome game to miss out just because, you know, it's using mechanisms that maybe have been used in the past, even mm-hmm. though it's a really, you know, there's other way, other things that are good. Yeah. About it. Anyway, yeah. I, I just randomly thought of that. Yeah, no, that's that, good. So. so Santa Monica, I would say with, with the size of my collection and with the amount of games that we all play, um, I'll play it occasionally. But if you have a if you have like a small, tight collection, this game is in there and you love it, I I understand. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Look, the man knows. But I got a couple other about. games in my collection that do similar things that I also yeah. enjoy. So this would then become in that rotation of the other games. Like okay. I want to play Between Two Castles because I want to build tableau and maybe have a little more interaction. Or I want to play Isle of Sky because I love that tableau building, but also the auction. You know. Auction. So there's there's cool. Santa Santa Monica. Monica. Awesome man. What else? What else have you been playing? I've been playing some games. <laughs> I want to talk about. King of Twelve. King of Twelve. One we can talk about. This game is called King of Twelve, not King of Tokyo. If you type in King of in board game, King of Tokyo will come up. Right now, going to come up. And King of of King of Tokyo. Castles of Mad King Ludwig comes up next because I don't know. Isle of Sky comes up next. Did this computer just hear the last three games you said? (laughs) King of New York, King of Tokyo, in the Hall of the Mountain, King. Super Dungeon Explorer, Forgotten King, Between Two Cats. So what is this one called? King, King of, of 12. 12. It's not Which, even in the top. So it is it is brand spanking new. But I, sometimes on Board Game Geek, you literally type in the name of the game, and I it's just, like the third option. Yeah. I just typed in King of 12. I hit enter. I took you to something. I took me to King of oh. Tokyo. Oh, okay, no. Okay. So oh, King of 12 is a new, new game from Lucky Duck, and probably a, a whole bunch of other publishers okay, What a good publisher, like, lately. Lucky Duck has been on fuego. I, yes. <laughs> And I think a lot they they've gotten also games that I said on <laughs> that other publishers have done, but they they seem to release here in the United States and maybe but like it's a wonderful world. I know necessarily wasn't yeah. their their publisher, right, they but they it. they then got they it distributed, distributed, and that's a yeah. huge game, right? Yeah, and they their kickstarters are always just great, booming. Uh, all the Chronicles of Crime is that's lucky their evergreen, duck. right? Yeah, um, Chronicles of Crime is. It's such that's a like great big, That's game. like their big one that people know. And yeah. It, I, I think that's that's the type of game where you're like, oh my gosh, this game is so cool. You know, it's got the VR yep. stuff. And then you're like, what? who made this game? Yes. Lucky Duck. What else do they do? Yep. Like, that's the yeah. kind of game that makes you do that. That's it. You and know? now Ryan and I were just talking about a game that, they, that Kickstarter backers are just now getting that we're going to talk about very soon because Ryan and I are both going to play it. I'm getting <laughs> it tomorrow. Called Destinies, which is... Yeah. You're gonna eat some it looks awesome. I, it's got like a Chronicles of Crime sort of thing where you're scanning QR codes, oh, but it's really? in a fantasy RPG sort of oh, cool. game. It seems, it's got miniatures we can paint. It seems awesome. <laughs> it's got miniatures Ryan can paint for me. <laughs> so, but yeah. that's not this game. This game is called King of 12, and King of 12 comes in a tiny box. It is a card. I would call it a trick-taking game. What would you think? Trick-taking card? Yes. 
Yeah. So it's definitely trick taking because yeah. there is a winner of every 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 yeah. round has a trick. Yep. That's that, true. Gets, you play yeah, a card, but it's not necessarily wins. like with suits or with numbers. Yeah. You, yeah. Don't yeah, think a, like it, euchre or spades. Yeah. Don't right. Think it's like a different that. take on trick. Yeah. It's a different take on trick taking. Well done. Noise. So this one actually. So the way that you win the trick in King of Twelve is is for the most part to have the highest die roll. So everybody starts this the trick by rolling their die and then everyone by themselves looks at their own hand of seven cards which everyone has the exact same seven cards. It comes with I think oh gosh is it 12? No, king of 12 would be the 12-sided die. Um it comes with maybe there's a bunch of cards. Well, yeah, there's there's, there well, might be there's 12. 12. I think there's 12. 12. We took yeah, out okay. we took out Five. five, right? I think so. And we so. played the seven. Okay. Yep. So it comes with, so you can kind of rotate in, but everyone seven. starts with the same yeah, seven. Cool. And code seven, seven, the Frenza, <laughs> yeah. And Oh, yeah. So after you roll the die, you pick a card in your hand, and that card does something to the, the die in front of you. So it might double it, it might add value, it might subtract value, it might let you re-roll or turn it to another side or just do things. Change the or rules of the game. Change completely. the rule of the game or move your die number to the person on your left and rotate, do that kind of stuff. So it manipulates the dice that are in front of you. And one of the ones, like Ryan said, it, it changes maybe the lowest person wins or maybe the second highest person wins. So it kind of alters everything. Is so, there one that you trade dice? Yeah, there's one oh, that rotates, that that rotates the dice. So I might play like, a subtract one or an add one to mine think like oh i rolled a 10 yeah, now i'm gonna sweet. add and natalie shifts this I'll one over them. to me right <laughs> yeah. so swip isn't a word uh, and then basically whoever has the for the most part unless a different card is played the highest die at the end of the card actions gets two points whoever has a second gets one point and Whoever's you do that zero. over and over again until there's one card left in your hand or someone gets eight points and then they have won the round so they have one toward the end game and you do that until someone has two how many does this play? It plays four, which seems like to me it might it could be like yeah. I'm surprised six. it doesn't. Yeah, play. Like, I wonder why, can't why it, play it doesn't. More? Play. Yeah, I don't know if like maybe the the cards get a little, messy with yeah. like, like play testing. Yeah. Like how do these yeah. kind of mash up? Like we spent a little bit of time trying to work these two cards. Oh at the yeah, same that time. was played at the same play. time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so it is. It plays in 15 minutes and. Uh, I think the cards are very cool. I, I, it's just, it's unique. I've never played a game that, you know, it, it's it's almost like pick a number and roll it or roll the highest wins. <laughs> but here are these cards. You know, maybe I know that Natalie rolled a one, so she might play the card that says the lowest wins. So let me subtract number for mine. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go above 12, you can go below zero. And I like the idea that you're playing the die in front of you, but also trying to play the people. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to play Ryan to figure out, all right, you think Ryan would double his value or just add five? You know, and then I'm only two yeah. back, so what do I do? I kind of liked that that idea. Um, I, I thought, thought the same thing, so I played it twice now about, shouldn't this play more? Like, couldn't this game play more? Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. it doesn't. So I would be intrigued, maybe. doesn't seem like it would matter, but. It doesn't seem like it would matter. But you don't have enough cards, I guess. Yeah, so I think. <laughs> right. You know, with with four, that's probably the best player count. I think four would be because you just have more dice at the table. This you're is more lucky competition. Duck, but you're saying lucky duck just distributed this. I think you might you might want to double check. I don't okay. know this off the top. Yeah, of my head, I, the but, only thing I was saying, I was like, so very quick aside. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been you know working on a couple games, and uh, Jeremy, the original co-host of mine with for for the show, has hey Jeremy done a lot of what's up Jeremy has done a <laughs> lot of you know. He has experience in getting games published. And he said a lot of publishers will, you know, cost is a big deal, right? So maybe 
there's a thing where, okay, these are, because these are really nice big cards. You yeah. Know, printing yeah. two to three more copies of these cards yeah. per yeah, that, set would maybe increase the price a little bit. That might be not at all what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I've never, I had never thought about it that way until talking with yeah. Jeremy about design. Where he's like, "Oh, this would be great, but if you could just make it into cards and not have a board, the publishers would be more likely to, to take that it." That makes I'm sense. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Or does that? Another thing I thought of: Does it creep into a thirty-minute game and then it's too long? Right. Does it Maybe overstay its, its welcome at six? Yeah. Possibly. I, I'm always interested in and in seeing your journey of of the samurai and yeah. and understanding like. Man, games just changed so oh much gosh, from the beginning. Dude, like, yeah. what did yeah. this game look like when the designer yeah, when it was first like, started? Let's play this game. Yeah, right. Are I they rolling a six-sided die? Were they rolling a hundred? You know, like, yeah. Like, why twelve? Yeah, I just think it's or yeah. Were they playing with seven people at the table and going, "Well, damn, this, this is taking not a long fun." Time. Although it's Let's interesting working. to see because everything happened simultaneously. So I wonder yeah. if I wonder what would be the reason. Maybe just the AP and picking your card. Well, no, be, it's probably not, take longer because you know, let's say like. Jeff gets a point, oh, then yeah. you get a point, then this person, then this person, right. then this person, where there's only three of us, so like pretty quickly, one of us is going to get two. You're right. The way the points yeah. work is definitely why it would take longer. Good yeah. point. Good so point. My, my overall thought is I think it's a good game for what it is. For a 15-minute like quick end of the game night, beginning of a game night, someone's about to show up, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you could play it with family. You know, there, there are simple cards in there. You don't have to have the um, like swapping from lowest to highest i think you could play this with the kids if you took out some of those cards where it was just adding and subtracting right doubling re-rolling if you just took that set and you played with the kids i think you could do that try to get the highest Mm -hmm. how are you going to play to get the highest yeah and i think that's kind of neat so it'll stay around it's a small box and what did you guys think of it can i go next yeah yeah i really liked this game um i wasn't sure you were gonna say that I didn't think he was going to say that either. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, can I go next? This game sucks. This game made me feel stupid. I am subverting expectations. <laughs> I really like this game. It did make me feel stupid, but that doesn't always mean I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, when I So it made me feel stupid, and this is going to sound like it doesn't make any sense. In a way, I kind of enjoy. So I wanted to jump in and interrupt Jeff so badly when he was talking about this one aspect of the game, which was my that. favorite thing of the entire game. But I was like, no, wait until it's your turn. <laughs> Good you can job. wait. It's only a couple minutes. Back. I'm growing. <laughs> Why? Not oh, yeah. There we go. So, <laughs> so um, Jeff talked about the aspect of the game where you are, it's, I guess maybe this is where the entire meat of the game is, where you've rolled your die, your die, and now you're looking at what card to pick, knowing or like, what are they going to pick? I'm pretty sure Jeff's going to do this. Which means Natalie's gonna probably do that, and if she does that, I have to play this card. But if, but I'm like kind of throwing my eggs in one basket. If I play this card and Jeff plays that card, then it's worthless and I lose. And I really enjoyed that thought process. I was sitting like it took me considerably longer to pick than the two of you guys, and it's okay. It was fun. That was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. And when it doesn't pay off, it's frustrating. But when it does, it's sweet. You know, like there was a couple times and, you know, I got completely like, oh, unluckily screwed because of a die roll. Like I played this card and I was like, yes, that was sweet. I got to turn my die to only one higher than her, which guarantees me pretty much 99% guaranteed the victory in this round. Jeff rolls a die, gets the one number. <laughs> that yeah, 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 it's like, yeah. okay, now I, well, I still get a point. And, but I really like that. It gave me a love letter vibe and it didn't 
it didn't play exactly like Love Letter, but it gave me a Love yeah, Letter vibe. I and I love Love Letter. Love, love, <laughs> Natalie letter. loves Love Letter yeah. as love well. It. We love playing Love Letter together. This game gave me that vibe. And I didn't, I wanted to keep going. After the first round, I was kind of like, I don't know. And we played the second round. I was like, yeah, I, I okay, now I know. I do know. I, get it. I like it. And well, what? I liked it. I was kind of like, I like this. But I was like, Maybe it's not as good, though. I can't tell. And we played the second round. I was like, yeah. no, it's good. It's good. This is good. And one thing you didn't mention is another thing of how you're playing people is if, if Ryan and I played the same card or if the same cards are played, they cancel each other out and don't do anything yeah. to the now dice. that's cool. So that's like, if I just look at it and I'm like, well, if Ryan plays seven and I play seven, I'm going to beat him. Yeah. But if we both play seven, and it's like, now they you cancel out, and Natalie jumps us, and we, you know, or if at the end of the round we have the same dice value, they cancel each other out, and that Natalie seems like So that's kind of neat. That yeah. seems like it might have been added as a, a design choice to de- deal with that. Yeah. Like, I would well, think how do we so. deal with the fact that yeah. he rolled 10, I rolled 11? I can just, if we play the same card, I'm just going to beat it. It basically removes ties. Right, yeah. there's no tying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no like, oh, well, I get two points and you get two points. So yeah, that's, I, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it. I I liked the game. Um, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't break any new barriers or anything like we talked about before. Right. Santa Monica. It's not like reinventing any wheels. It's definitely different. I don't really think there's anything out there in the trick taking genre that does what this does. Like I said, it gave me a love letter vibe. Uh, but I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd reach for this every second, but I would, it plays too. Yeah. I would play it with just the two of us. I think it would Mm -hmm. be fun. I enjoy this game. What did you think? Uh, this is why we can't play unlock and exit together because I feel like everything that I had in my head to say, you like said it. (laughs) We have the same brain. But yeah. One brain. One brain to rule them all. Trick taking games are probably (laughs) one of my favorite Oh, what did you just okay. Say? Well, there's a, welcome to the children's game caster. Earlier I said fucking. Just stay and I was tuned. Like, oh, no. Yeah, stay tuned for the children's segment. Yeah, when you hear the children's segment and I talk about, I didn't even say a swear. Yeah, not one swear in this episode. We recorded that part. Swear to swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fourth wall's been um, broken. Anyways, trick taking games are one of my top favorite mechanics. I love. Trick taking games. I love all trick taking games. I love Euchre. I love like Fox in the Forest. I love Love Letter. Love Letter. Love Letter. Custom Heroes is one of your favorites. Custom Heroes. Like anything with trick taking. You didn't like the Bottle Imp. I don't even remember that. And who's the Bottle Imp? (laughs) Remember that? Nope. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. No, you do. I love trick taking and and um this one like you said it's similar to Love Letter which is amazing we love but this one love letter just and just like like the crew almost it reminds me of that not because it's like the crew but because it's like trick taking with a twist like it has dice which trick taking games don't normally have true and um and just like you said my favorite part about the trick taking games with a twist is that it's not just (laughs) like who wins the trick it's like okay, we have these special rules and, you know, all this extra stuff that you have to think about. And so, and even kind of like Love Letter, there's only a set number of cards that everybody has the same of, or, you know, Love Letter, it's just a number of the same set of cards that are in the game. Um, And so you can kind of like, like deduce what somebody else might do because you're like, I know this person and this person already played these cards, so they can't play that. So if I could play this, I think I might, you know what I mean? And that whole thought process of this game is really fun. Yep, and I like that 
I think it's Libertalia, where you have everybody has the same hand of cards. And when you play one, that's out. And now you only have yeah, because you might just yeah, attack. That's to play. Like, I think thing, I'm gonna yeah. lose this round. Like I, I kind of know what Ryan's gonna play. I kind of know what Natalie's gonna play. I don't think I'm gonna need this card later in this. Let me just kind of get mm-hmm. rid yep. of it and be like, well, well, I lost that one. And that on. also brings deduction in. There was a, a moment, and I knew it, and that's what I liked. That's one of the things I really liked. Okay, so I played <laughs> these two cards, and Jeff saw me play them. You know, because he's involved in the trick. Mm-hmm. And so then on the next round, he's like, well, I know Ryan doesn't have those two cards in his hand. So yep. then I'm safe to play this card because I know those ones can't hurt me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Natalie had one of the two already played. Mm-hmm. So you were pretty much like, OK, I would have gotten a point on that one no yeah, matter what. You're right? like, because, boom. Yeah. And it's so it's like simple deduction that happens just yeah. by paying attention to what. But it's also cool. People. Like you roll a dice, which is random. But then after you roll the dice and you get to look at everybody's, then you get yes. to pick your card and think about so that you know, what they might do, might what be, might happen. If I had a least favorite moment or part of the game, it might be that. The only times, there was a few times might be where just rolling the die. on the die okay. roll, I'm like, okay, based on what's rolled, what cards I know they've played and what I have left, I don't know that it's going to be easy. Like this is a, this one's kind of like screwed. I lost, yeah. like, I'm kind of screwed yeah. with this one based on my numbers. Um, I don't know what else you would do. It, 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 that's that's a nitpick. Sure. That's like yeah. I remember. I just remember thinking as we were playing, like, well, that's a bummer. Like, I know I'm pretty much out of this one because I have this. Yeah. Jeff's got that, and Natalie has that. And I can only do this. To yeah, I can only die. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I can only do this. But like so that's you said, it's like a quick little. It takes game, so, long. so that doesn't yeah. so quick. No game is perfect. Okay, and and, and I don't think this is even close to a perfect game. But but you know, every game is going to have something yeah. that somebody doesn't like about mm-hmm. it. And like like Natalie said, with all these trick taking games, it's. Again, doing something different is going to keep this game on the shelf and it's going to make me bring it to game night. Because mm-hmm. if I have 10 trick-taking games that all feel the same, I'm going to yeah. pick one that I love. Yep. That all is just like card, highest card, this symbol wins, right? But now I have a trick-taking game with dice. Okay, that's different. Now I have a trick-taking game like Custom Heroes where I change my cards. I slide yep. new cards yep. in. Yep. Now I have a trick-taking game where the crew are working together. Yeah. <laughs> How cool, right? So. I'm liking some of these. Yeah, and time, time chase. I just wrote yeah, time chase like down. That. You can I go back and yeah. win old tricks. Yep, like that is cool. a cool mechanism. Because cool. no one's, you know, if you're in this this hobby that like like we are, you know, we're not playing hearts. Yeah. You know, right. Maybe, I, I still love playing euchre, but you know yeah, what I mean. But that's sure. yeah, it's different. I, I like yeah. that they're um, that's nostalgia too. That again, yeah. they're they're taking this this mechanic and kind of doing something twist, yeah they're twisting, twisting it. it a little bit twisting so that's it. what is that called king, king of 12 king of 12 i like that one dude. i think soon i, I think you, you, you're gonna be able to get your hands on it pretty soon i would pl- i would happily play it again i'll yeah. say that i would cool. too all right man you're up what do you got oh next? my god it's me <laughs> Still you can it's you believe me. it yeah <laughs> we're on vacation we don't have we yeah, playing what games. You, yeah what are you guys doing <laughs> we're not even here i'm still playing games <laughs> so i played a game a few weeks ago called beyond the sun and I think we're actually going to play it soon. Joe might pick it on the next game night. So okay. I'll, I'll update you with some feelings. If you hate some, it, then that's a bummer. I'm some, sorry. Some, some <laughs> you like it? That's sweet, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Beyond the Sun was kind of got some buzz. Yeah, I remember. Um, at the like early this year, end of last year sort of um, sort of time frame. And I it quickly, I, I, and I don't know how publishing goes, but they they might have got a small print run, right? Like, yeah, all right, let's went, see how this game goes. And then it went quick. Immediately. And now I believe that because of its success, it's... Coming up on a second print, but I think it's still you still can't get it right now. Yeah, is it real grand? Is that the um, publisher? Yeah, and they're always a little. Yeah, there's two others. Matago, 
And Strowman. No, games. Madigan. Madigan. Oh, Madigan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Madigan is, is French, I believe. So I guess, yeah, it depends on where you are. But if you're here it, or most of the places, it's Rio Grande. And, yeah, Rio Grande. And I believe that they're they're about to run a, a second print run of this. Joe was lucky enough to find this at like a, an FLGS in Illinois. So he walked into a store and it was like massive. He like sent me a video. It was like. The biggest one they had, They had. Five times the amount of games that RAW are local. And it was, he saw its videos, it was kind of cool. It was almost like, it almost had like different rooms. It was almost like a big house that you're walking yeah. through and it's set up oh, where wow. all these games are. Wow. So it was very cool. It's also an escape room. Yeah, yeah. You get, you get lost in there. <laughs> escape and without buying a game. Yeah. Just try. So he, yeah, right? <laughs> you have to. They like lock yeah. you in. Or yeah. else you work here. Yep. <laughs> here you go, sell some games. <laughs> So he was he was lucky enough to get it, and I was happy that he got it because it was definitely something that I want to I wanted to play. So if you look on BGG, this has an eight point oh on BGG. Yeah, twenty one hundred rating. Wow. So that means it's been it's it's beyond the sun. The whole yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is beyond the sun. Good one. It is it's it's past the, the yeah. whole bunch of fives yeah, or algorithm. whatever how, the algorithm mm-hmm. that that it does. So that means it's it's good, right? Because we I play a lot of games that. Will show like nine and then when people rated it, it knocks it back down ratings, to that yeah. seven and a half. That's still right? not a ton of ratings, but it's it's enough that yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's still fairly There's new. And with people four hundred and fifty comments, so. yeah, with people not wow. getting their hands on it as fast as as they probably want, yeah. Uh, again, that that might come down to that that high seven range, which is a popular landing. Yeah, point anything for in a the eights is like holy that you're cow. like top something that doesn't have yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't happen. Often. But the designer is Dennis Chan. If you if you click on him Dennis on BGG, K. Chan. Um, this is his first credit. I was like, also the designer of nothing. Nothing. <laughs> wow. Right now, if you look at his like list where it's a like, designer, it's it's Beyond the Sun and Beyond the Sun like promo card, you know, where they just yeah. like, add that. Yeah. But this is his first design, and maybe other ones have failed or whatnot. But this is this is the first one on BGG, so I don't know his life. Um, this is <laughs> impressive to do this in your first design. That's cool. You know, to have that 8.0 to probably yeah, be high sevens at the end of all of it. That's yeah, that's gotta be that's gotta feel good. Good for him. Maybe he should just like call it quits. Yeah, him and the uh, and the Terra Mystica people just like get together like, and start a club. We're out. <laughs> yeah, here's this game. Goodbye. Enjoy. <laughs> so Beyond the Sun is a space exploration game. It advertises itself as like a Civ game. It's not. Um, it's a fraction of a Civ game. It's a tech tree game. Oh, right. This is the tech tree one. Yeah, it's a tech tree like, game. That's all it is, is a tech tree. It's, yeah, that's it's, fun. It's basically the, like boiled down. So well, the most fun part of a if Civ you game. Think, yeah, if you think like, I'm going to be, you know, area majority and fighting. And, no, this is a tech tree game. What is I, a Civ game? Civilization. Yeah. So it's basically, oh, yeah. right? I, asked, I feel like I asked that like last week. That's, that's okay. okay. Sorry. No, th- that, <laughs> people don't know. So thank you. I was thinking like SIV. <laughs> I'm like, what does that oh, stand like a for? Civ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So think of like in in tapestry, like how tapestry kind of took a civilization game and and shrunk it down down. and distilled it. This part of the tech tree would be those outer um, tracks that you're moving up. You know how you increase like now I have space exploration. You do something. So that's this part. But the tech tree of this game is obviously much greater than just moving. It's interesting to me. And I can't I'm interested to like to hear how you're going to say if it's like distills the a Civ game down to just a tech tree. What do you do with the tech? What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, which is interesting. So, uh, getting more tech. <laughs> there are two boards. So the one board is massive and it's, it's the tech tree. So it's broken down to level one, two, three, four technologies. Okay. And you kind of start on the far, I'm just going to picture it in my head, the far left of the board, which is the West. like no tech. You're like boring. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then as you develop tech, you're then moving into sort of level ones, level twos, level threes. So, and then the other board that's next to the tech is 
space exploration, exploring different planets, which is one thing you do with technology. I see. So you're now flying these little ships, trying to get majority on these planets on the planet board. With me so far? Okay, so there is some area so. majority. Yes, so you take turns basically moving your pawn um, and to any free action space. So the action spaces, there are the normal ones that everyone starts with, like your level zero technology sort of. Okay. And then whenever you develop a technology, you can then go to that space if you'd like to activate that technology, mm-hmm. which might give you resources or let you move on the, the planet board or get you more workers to then turn into to make pilots, to then fly them into the planet. So um, you have to have developed that technology in order to move onto that space. Okay. So unlike a game like um, Arnak or Lords of Waterdeep or something like that, where the action space becomes uncovered and then it's for everybody, Mm -hmm. this is not like that. So I can uncover a technology card, and now I have my little cube there to indicate that this is my technology. I can go there. Right. So you wouldn't be able to go there until you took an action to say, I will also want to uncover that technology. Okay. Okay. So the cards start, well, they, they're, they're face down sort of. So, so think of it as basically a blank board. And when you go to invent a technology, you draw these cards from this deck. You pick one of them and you put it down there and now that's the spot. So you don't have to, if, if Ryan's like, well, that's not part of my strategy. I'm not going to go to that space. Why waste the turn to develop that technology? Yeah. I'll try to develop another one. So, hmm. um, the, the actions are, are again, kind of pretty simple. You're moving around the space board. You're gaining workers, which allow you to, to increase technology. So you have to have a worker to increase the, uh, to, to develop a technology. Um, and a lot of that is done on your player board. So your player board, which I'll, I'll get to a negative um, <laughs> in a moment. But <laughs> the, uh, yeah, right. Dramatic. Uh, I should write that down before I forget because I just thought about it as being a negative. I hate um, this part of the game. Yeah, I hate this. <laughs> so the player board's kind of neat. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe it poorly, but there's sort of like columns, like A column, B column, C column, D column, and you're you're pulling workers from these columns. And uh, there, there's a sort of a management system. Like you might be able to get, you're only taking uh, the workers from, you only take one worker from each column on your turn. And if you don't have a worker there, you can't take that. You can't take a worker. So you're sort of managing these columns full of these cubes. This is on your player board? Yeah. And so I might only have a technology that allows me to take people from the A column or the B column. Okay. So if I don't if I don't have any workers in the A B column because they're already out, I don't get to take any workers. So Are the workers dice? Sort of Yeah. Oh. No, they're um, they're they're cute. Okay, yes, they're dice, okay. but they don't have numbers. Yeah, they're just dice with symbols on them. Got it. So the symbol would indicate when I turn that worker into a plane, I put it on then the the space okay. board. Okay. Right? Or if it's a worker, or if it's a you know. So I just kind of yeah. move it around there. So that's kind of the, the the you have to work your player board a little bit and manage those columns as well as kind of manage the technology and really the space board. It does yeah. seem fun. So uh, the way the game ends, and this is again simplifying um, a longer game, but you uh, there are common objectives that everybody sees and once a certain amount of them have been met then the game ends so there's no set Ah, rounds it's as soon as someone you know it's part of it is like have developed all the the two tech level two technologies or someone finds a level four technology something like that you're gonna find that similar to on mars when i was gonna say on mars which i'm cool with that i like the Mm -hmm. ending of of that game so let's talk about it overall i liked it okay i i'm very interested to play it again so the way that Joe and I played it is that when you so there's like a inch a beginner I don't want to call it beginner that's not the right word but 
basically like your first yeah, play, your first play, play it like do this. it this yeah. way. For your sure. second play, yeah. you can add in these. Yeah, kind of there's nothing. So wrong the first thing we did is, all right, I'm, I'm going to go to the space that allows me to uncover a level two technology. Right, I go here to level two. I take my two cards and I look and I go, okay, well, which one's best in the moment? So then I add that there. And then Joe goes to another one and picks one that then allows him to take majority in the space thing that I was going to do on my next turn. And I'm like, well, damn, why did he get that card? And I didn't get that card in the moment. So the way that the, the, the more advanced game tells you to do is basically have this board and the technologies are laid out in advance. Sort so of. you can see them. So you can see them. So you know that this level two technology is going to be one of these two cards or okay. one of these two cards. So, I like, I'm really interested to play that. Is that, that was one of your big negatives? Yeah, because I didn't know, and and it happened to both of us where like, we both kind of got screwed out of certain things, but in a game like this, I like the idea that I can plan for those technologies. I want that level four technology. Mm -hmm. I'm going to build my strategy around getting that one first or getting to that place first. And then also looking at the board and going, all right, if I have majority on this planet, which is important Mm because you can like take your turn to to colonize one of those planets and you get points and whatever and more powers and cool things like that. If I know that, you know, Joe can't do that. He can't flip over a card and beat me in the majority. Yeah. Or he, cause he doesn't have enough workers. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of, I think play the game more than, than play the flip of the card. So there'll be a little more strategy versus some tactical movements, which I'm excited to, to try out. But the game itself is really, really solid. Like, I don't disagree with that eight-point rating on mm. on Board Game Geek. It's – and with with all the – there's a ton of cards. We didn't even see all the cards. There's a lot of variability. The combinations are great. I think that, you know, I needed to maybe explore more of the early technologies. I, I went, like, really hard on going on the, the space board. Yeah. Uh, which took up with some turns. But maybe I wanted – maybe I should have done technology first and then the space. Did you not do well? So – um, I didn't do well, but I wasn't. It wasn't like having a nail. I wasn't like <laughs> destroyed. You were like the um, lowest score you've ever seen. But yeah. I like that I didn't do well. But I understand my next strategy. I understand. Okay, okay this is how I'm going to play this next time, and then the next time it will be different, and the next time it will be different because of the variability of cards, technologies, how people are going to play. Um, the space board is really cool because every time you kind of colonize a planet, you get a card, and a lot of the cards, which also have points, but a lot of the cards will give you kind of like. A little power, which Ryan okay. loves. I do. So I a little like power could be cool or like a bonus action right away, which can then trigger some cool things. So I liked that part of it. I thought that was great. And a couple negatives. I think the art is just miserable. Um, the player board is like yeah, sterile like white. white. Yeah, just like a white. Oh, and, and, and that obviously is an artistic choice. It's not mine. I would have loved I would have loved right. some more iconology. I would have loved some more space theme, but this was like sterile white. Here's here's your board. It is white. It says your name on the top in a red font, and that's it. My dice were white. Joe at least had blue dice. Yeah. So I'm looking at just like a boring kind of board. It's like a spreadsheet. And I just thought that was kind of a miss. But again, if it's like technology and you're thinking about when when people assume like, oh, in the future, right? Everything is like that. Yeah. You know, you watch a futuristic movie, everything is that like clean, white, shiny yeah. sort of yeah. thing. So I understand it's, it's it's definitely an artistic choice. I just didn't enjoy it. And I would have kind of gotten into my player board a little more if I yeah. if it had it been prettier. a little more cooler looking. Yeah. So that that Sweet. was one of my negatives. And the other ones being the I would say if you're gonna play this game, I think you jump right in and you just play with the tech tree open. Yeah. And Don't then do you that pick beginner the cards. thing. Yeah, unless unless you really just want to just 
play a fun game. But like Joe and I are, are gamers. I was going to say, you guys are experienced gamers. Right, though. where we could have jumped in. And a lot of times I read the rules and it says, for your first play, do this. And then I read the rules and I'm like, no. Yeah, do yeah. I really want to do that? Like, I don't want to play the, the baby's first game mm-hmm. because right. honestly, this what might be the only time again? I play yeah. this game. True. So I want the game experience. So I believe that Joe is going to pick the next time we play it, he's going to have the 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 more known tech tree sort of thing. So cool. That was beyond the sun. That's cool. I, that yeah. actually, beyond to be honest sun. with you, sounds more interesting than I expected it to. Mm-hmm. I think I would enjoy playing that. At some yeah, point. I think you would like it. I think it would it would surprise you that you liked it. I do like tech trees. Yeah. I like, because I mean, a tech tree is basically, here's a power. Yeah, Here's exactly. something cool you can do. That's yep. like, my, oh, it's like the best part. And of here's something that only you can do, but you know, I might have to pay a little more, right? If you're yeah. the first person to uncover yeah. technology, you get something right away. Yeah. And then it's like, damn, that one's good. I'm going to go there, but I don't get that little bonus, yep. but now yeah. I can take the action. Again, yeah. there's similar stuff to that in On Mars. There's like technology that, that you create. Everybody can use it in that game. But only if you have your level thing up the right way. And yeah, if you do, do yeah. this, you get a thing. It, yeah, you're going to love on Mars, too. Yeah, I'm excited. It's cool. So that's Beyond the Sun. Awesome. Yeah, Beyond the Sun. Long ago in the days of 2020, our good friend and fellow gamecaster, Jeff the Mad Board Gamer, bestowed upon us a series of games suitable, nay, intended for children. One such game we just finally got around to playing was called Storytailers. Yes, you may know Storytailers as a Kinderspiel des Jahres nominee alongside Dragomino and that other one with the really long title. Did you know the design team responsible for Storytailers is also two-thirds of the design team responsible for Dragomino? You might not have known that. But, uh, what's the other, um, so their names are, their husband and wife or brother and sister or just two randos with the same last name, I don't know. Their names are Marie and Wilfried Fort. They are the designers of Storytailers and also two-thirds of the designers of Dragomino. Storytailers is a really cool conceptual game about telling a story, as you might guess, which takes place in an actual storybook. Players go through the story, of which there are ten, I think, Natalie, in the base game. Ten stories? Yes. (laughs) And during the story, we'll make decisions as to which characters play a part. Each story is about six cards long. Is that about right? Seven cards. And then there's some that are ten cards that are called tricky Ooh, the tricky ones. Let's get tricky. Um... And each of those uh, is like a page in the book. Each card you go through is like a new page in the book and has a new character introduced that will literally be placed into the book. It's like a super thick cardboard and it has those plastic card holders like you'd find in a collectible card book to hold the story cards and the characters. So how it works is each player starts with a hand of five cards. These cards have different animals on them. During the game, the story will introduce a character, for instance, a swarthy sellsword, and each player has to look through their hand and pick out which they think would be the best character as the sellsword. Those cards all get shuffled together and placed in a single row. Uh, then each player votes on them. This is kind of like Dixit, which they, which, whichever one they think is the best iteration of the sellsword, not being allowed to vote for their own. And whichever card has the most votes earns some victory points for the player whose it was. And then the character gets slotted into the book and is the sellsword for the rest of the story, which is cool. We do that seven times or, or more if you play with the tricky rules. Yeah. You do it and, really actually five times because the first and last card. Okay, that's don't. why I said six because I meant I was I was oh, doing yeah. one less, so it's yeah. really six. Okay. Um, so anyway, you do that five times, you progress through the story, and then whoever has the most victory points at the end is the winner. There's also a cooperative version where instead of a single player getting points, either the entire team gets points or the game itself gets points, depending on whether or not there was a clear winning vote for the best card. It is very simple, very quick, and very intuitive. And before you hear what Natalie and I thought, I figured we'd have 
some special guests on to let you know what they thought. Hey, kiddos! Hi! Hi! Hi. <laughs> you just heard from Cameron, Lexi, and Scarlett, who apparently I scared as she was in slumber Yeah. before that happened. So, I did. She rang the bell. I know. You ra- Okay, so before the episode, so they're all sitting here with us at the table. And I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about the game, and then I want you guys to all be quiet. And of course, the only one that really can't be quiet, her name is? Scarlett. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Scarlett. So, all right, guys. You guys played Storytailers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, you got to talk into the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what I want to do before we do anything, we haven't had you guys on the show in a long time, so let's introduce you again. So if you, my good sir over there, yeah. can tell us your name, how old you are, and maybe what grade you're in. Oh, you know what? And also give us your favorite food. <laughs> I don't know what my favorite food is. Well, let's go. Say the rest. My name's Cameron, and, and I'm nine years old, and I'm in third grade. And your favorite food is I don't know? Yeah. I love I don't know. Do you guys like I don't know too? Yeah. yeah. Everyone you likes do? I don't know. You yeah. should try it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. You just said my favorite food. All right. Now you, place. little girl in the polka dots, can you tell us your name, how old you are, what grade you're in, and what is your favorite food? My name is Lexi. I am in first grade. Okay. How old are you, Lexi, in first grade? I'm seven. Okay. Do you have a favorite food? Yes. What would it be? And that would be really easy. It's French fries. She does love French fries. <laughs> Can you imagine? Easy. Yeah, it's very easy. So Don't easy. say that. French fries are so gross. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Lexi. Okay, we have one last person here that we need to talk to. What is your name? How old are you? And what grade are you in? My name is Scarlett James. How old are you? Four. And do you go to school? They can't hear the nod. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite food, Scarlett? Cold hot dogs. Okay. She likes us to just literally take the hot dog out of the package and uh-huh. hand it to her, and she eats it like a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah, it's delicious. So, you guys, we played Story Tailors. Do you remember that? Yes. Awesome. Do you have some thoughts about it that you would share with us, please? All of our listeners would love to know. Yes. Okay. Yeah? Karen, do you want to go first? Yeah. Can you do me a favor and tell me what you liked about the game? I like that it's very easy to play. Oh. And, like, and like there's like there's lots of animals like for random, and some of them can be really cool. Do you remember any specific animals you liked? Yeah, so when I was playing, someone had a dragon, and I really liked that. That was cool. Because, like, it's a mythical animal, and, and I didn't know that there were, like, mythical animals included in this I didn't game. either. That was the only one I saw. There was, like, most of them were normal. There was one that none of us uncultured swines knew knew what it was, but I knew it was a real animal. <laughs> but I didn't know what it was. Other than that, Dread the Dragon was the only mythical creature yeah. I saw. But that was cool. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, there was a unicorn. There, there was that's a true. <laughs> Anything else you liked about it, buddy? Um, And that I also like that you have, like, different animals and like color and like colors you can pick from the voting's fun it's kind of like among us oh yeah like it's kind of like the voting part in among us but instead of voting stuff out it's like the opposite for the voting stuff out it's it's choosing it that's cool do you think this is a good game for kids yeah how come because there's because there's like story you could practice your reading in it, and there's also like if you're a little older you can learn your animals. 
Yeah, okay. That's a good point. What did you like better? <laughs> did you like the first game we played where we had points? Or did you like the second game we played where we were all on the same team? I liked the first game better. What did you think about uh, the poop card? And you got to eat your own poop. What did you think about that? That was not a card. What? You, I don't, you, but why'd you do it then? You didn't? I thought, didn't Cameron eat his own poop? No. What? He, yes, he did. He's the one who... Didn't he, Lexi? He, didn't Cameron eat his own poop? Yeah, he did it. Thank you, Cameron. Those were some really good thoughts. Hey, Scarlett, what did you like about the game? I like the first... I like when we were all in the same team. You did? You like that better than competing against each other? Did you like anything else about the game? I like flipping the cards. Do you think this is a good game for kids? Yes. How come? Because I love the game. Were there any (laughs) animals that you really liked in it? The giraffe. You like the giraffe? Thank you for your thoughts on that. Lex Kathleen, it's time Hello. for you, seven-year-old. Do you have some thoughts on this game that you'd like to share with us? Uh-huh. What did you like about the game? So what I liked about the game is that it was fun just, like, guessing stuff because it's just kind of fun because you can, like, guess what, like, the animals kind of are, and they kind of like choosing your ideas. Oh, you do. I thought you'd like that part. Yeah. So, yeah, what... Well, I'll tell you mine in just a minute. But um, I like picking it. Yeah, so the card, the story card will tell you what kind of character we're all choosing. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying you liked the idea of like, oh, which one of these will I pick? Like when I did the zebra and like from... Do you want to tell that story? Yeah. So, so what was the character we were picking? The character was a mailman and, you know, Peppa Pig and... and yep, I do, personally. And, and Peppa Pig, Zoe... You're, you're right, Zoe Zebra. No, no. Her dad. Her dad um, does mail, so I picked a zebra. Yeah. So, and we all, since we all watch Peppa, she knew that we would know that the zebra is the postman, and she won. She won it, that round. Yeah, I won. The, I had the most votes on the zebra, and it was just fun. Okay. What do you think? It's a good game for kids. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Hey, Cameron. Back to you, little man. Was okay. there anything you didn't like about it? I didn't like how like the game board was super duper small. Oh, okay. So you couldn't mm-hmm. see the cards clear closely enough. You think? Yeah, like like and there's like a huge stack of animal cards when there's just a small board. Like there's a like even though like the, there's lots of stories. Okay. Did you feel like we didn't see enough animal cards throughout the game? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Scarlett, do you have anything you didn't like about the game? No. Okay, Scarlett liked everything about it. Lexi, what about you? Do you have any thoughts? (laughs) Back to me. (laughs) Back to me. Okay. Okay, so so what I don't like about it is that, so the book part, I thought it would be just more funner. The book part? The reading part? Yeah. Okay. I thought it would just be more like expressions, like more just like exciting. Yeah. Exciting. That's what you mean. Okay. Like you mean exciting like, and like just it's just kind of a little bit boring on the reading part, but I just thought it would be like more um like more interesting. You thought you'd exciting. care more about the actual story. Yeah. Um awesome. Okay, that's really that's a really good point. One that I actually really agree with, which I'll talk about in a second. Is there anything else that you have to say that you maybe didn't like so much? No. Okay. Overall, Cameron, what would you rate it out of 10? If you had, if 10 is the best score, 1 is the worst, what would you rate it? A 9. Wow! Whoa. You liked it that much. Scarlett, what about you? What would you rate this game? 115. 115! 
Wow, <laughs> out of ten. Whoa. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Oh, Alexa, what about you? Okay, I would rate mine like a seven. Okay, that's seven. That's very good. good. I like that. Like one million. Oh, a million out of ten. <laughs> there was something really cute about one fifteen. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, so real quick, we can get into what I liked and didn't like, and then we'll talk to Natalie real quick about that. Um, so I thought the look of the game was dynamite. It's clearly something the spiel looks for, a fantastic presentation. The game looks and feels really good. The artwork is lush, fun, and funny at times, and the components are really, really high quality. Right? That book. Have you seen the book, Jeff? Yes. Just going to lean yeah. in a little bit. Okay, it's really sweet. You didn't. Wait, you didn't play it, did you? I have not played it. Okay, no. okay. It's really, really cool looking. The Dixit-style card game attached is really the best part of the game, in my opinion. Um, it's really fun to see what card everyone picked, and is especially fun uh, when every card is a good possibility. Just like Lexi was saying um, with what she liked, that was the best part, was when you knew what you had to pick, you could, like, looking for your card and go, okay, which one is the best version of this? Mm -hmm. Which is a, ki a kid's version of this game, that, that another game called Dixit. What bad. I didn't like, the bummer here is exactly what Lexi said, uh, and it was the story. And it wasn't even that the story was bad. It This is supposed to be the best part of the game, I would think, and none of us seemed to really care or really even remember what was going on between the cards, But my, and my problem with it was the terminology they used was really strange. This, is, this game is marketed as 5+, but the words they used on these cards, which is what the kids are supposed to be searching their hands for, the terminology was really strange. Like, you would be like... The card would say, uh, you you have to pick a smarmy steerman. It's like, what right. the heck is that? Or like, like a, um, what was the one? A flightless burrow owner, you know? Yeah, like, Jeff yeah. has something to say. Jeff, speak. I have something to say. I will say this game's been translated. I was going to so say. It's not yeah, we thought that It's originally an English game. It's we definitely thought that a French too. game. So I'm not sure maybe something was lost The American there, version possibly. must be different. If it's not, this will sink. Because there's no way... I mean, Cameron is nine, and there's no way he is any... I don't even know what a smarmy steerman is. We had to guess. Based on the context of the cards, you could guess. And so we were like, okay, this is like an angry person who is driving the boat. Right? And so then the kids yeah. were like, oh, okay, okay. It wasn't that you couldn't understand the stories. I, it was... Some of these things had to be explained. And right. it was, they were using really big words, and that's not really good when you're playing with kids, because they don't know what those words yeah, mean. Yeah, and so then when you have to constantly stop to explain, okay... We think what this flightless burrow owner is, is, you know, you guys know what a burrow is, right? And we had to, yeah. some, you know, we had to You're explain like, like that. like an animal probably that lives underground, yeah, but also Yeah, he doesn't fly. fly. And, and so it just kind of takes you out of the immersion. So hopefully yeah. in the English version, I'll get to you in just one sec, Lexi. Hopefully in the English version, that is completely different. Um, Lexi, Kathleen, what did you want to say? So I wanted to say. Sound like you're going to be like, so we'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Yeah, so I so I agree with Dada. It just doesn't make sense a little. It yeah, just, some of it I understand. But actually, when Dada says like an angry steer man, yeah. I I get it because I have to try to find like an angry person who's steering a boat. Right. Yeah, but we had to, if we just said but, angry steer. Yeah, if I just said smarmy steer man, you'd be like. I don't know what pigeon? Starmy. I don't Smarmy. know. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. So exactly. That's so that, that's yeah. the problem I'm talking about. Um, it's uh, so it's not a huge deal as we just had to explain the cards. But again, it just kind of takes you out of the immersion, and it's supposed to be a story-driven game. Again, take all of this with a grain of salt. We are playing the French 
version, uh, which is just tran has translated to English cards. So I'm guessing the actual English version will probably not say Smarmy Steerman or Flightless Burrow Owner. That's my guess. Um, but it's it's more than just the characters that talk that way. It's really the whole card kind of uses these like weird terminology that most children, I don't think, would just really know what it is. And so because of that, I think all of us didn't pay as much tuned attention out. to the yeah tuned out to the story because it's like okay I don't know that word I don't really get that word uh, I don't care <laughs> you know they just cared about like okay we're back to the game let's have fun with the game part you wanted to say something Scarlett I love everybody <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's you everybody to say. loves everybody that is really is that all you wanted to say Scarlett you sure okay yes Lexi but. Other than that, the game is fun. Okay, right. Agreed. Other than that, the game the game part's fun. The Dixit like, like kind I of game. I love the uh, the game part, but that's why I rated it a seven. I think that was a perfect yeah. and I very think... adult rating. Yeah, I, I would mean, agree grown with up. Lexi. A grown up rating. It was very I grown up. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, just like. Other than like the reading part, it's I still had a lot of fun. Good, that's good. Yeah, we played it twice, and we had a, the game was awesome. The game part, we loved that. I wish the story part was better. Yeah, right? for yes. me overall, that means it it's kind of mad. I'd rather play Dixit with. Them, it just seemed that's the kind of a little bit boring. But I was thinking it would be when I saw kind of like when Natalie explained the rules. There, I think there was. I I think there was a book, and I thought there was a book. Yep. And I thought it would say something like more, just kind of exciting and interesting. Right, and it just totally didn't. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, again, I thought that it was just kind of eh, overall. If if to Jeff's point, if the English version is translated better, then I think it would be it would be a home run. I think. If we, if you actually were like, oh, what are we gonna do with this story? I think that that would be that would be really fun and cool if we cared about the story. Um, the characters again, they don't really do much. It's just more like, wow, that was my character, and now he's in the storybook the whole time. The other thing that I had an issue with, um, and again, maybe that's just this isn't a prototype though, right? It's just a French version. Is that right, Jeff? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So there's these. Um, sleeves that are in the book the storybook that you you slot the character cards as you go through you know this i'm sure and there's also sleeves that you slot the story cards into they're kind of flimsy and if i'm not it's a kid's game i know the the adults and parents are playing with them the adults are going to want to be the ones to handle that because those could rip very very easily they were pretty flimsy i almost felt like if i shoved this if i put the card in a little too quickly it could tear um, I don't know how, I guess you could, you could fix that with tape or something, or you could just like maybe try to glue it back on. But if that's like mm-hmm. gone, that's a bummer because you're actually putting cards in the book and that's right, like a, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, other than that, other than that, the game part I thought was great. And I want to thank you kids for reviewing the game, but can you stick around with us for a few minutes? Cause we have something else. What? Yes. Oh, Natalie needs to go. Natalie, what'd you think? Um, so I... Agree. I like the game part where you voted. To me, it kind of reminded me of like a kid's version of Apples the Apple or like even Cards Against Humanity. And so it's just fun. Like Lexi said, even just revealing the cards. But the reveal is fun. You know, like we were like, okay, is this, you know, angry postman a 
angry flamingo or is it an angry crocodile or whatever and that part was fun and and like you said that's what everybody was excited to get to and the story part was it was boring it did have big words but mostly it was like it just not wasn't an interesting story i'm curious to see i can't imagine that it'd be more interesting in french like i agree with the word and the translations might be because of the language barrier but um the story in general like nobody cared we were almost like don't even read that part like just tell us what character to pick because that's the fun part i do think that though that's not everybody won't have that same opinion yeah maybe you're right but i mean it's funny because like i feel like the idea in general is really cool like when i saw that little book and then we put the characters in yeah that's fun um that was really cool the book's really nice the artwork's really cute but i don't know i kind of wish there was more interaction with like the story i guess like we're picking this character and then you flip the page and you never really see the character again Yep, agreed and it's a good point um and but i'm also curious because the tricky stories that are in it that are longer what i we didn't play one of those but what i read was that um those ones kind of give you some choices to decide like which way the story goes so i wonder if that would make it more interesting but yeah in general it was an okay game like, part of it was fun, part of it wasn't, but I'm not sure, you know, as an adult, I would enjoy playing up. it again. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I think if the kids wanted to play it, like, Lexi seems to like it, Cameron seems Cameron to like it, Scar it. seems to like it, I would play it again with them. Yeah. I would never, I don't think I would. I love you, Natty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I would, I would pick this game to play with them. If yeah, like, I we've had, had much more fun, I feel like, playing, like, Zombie kids and robots. Robots. Robots is so... I love robots. I want to play it so much, but like we don't have enough time to. <laughs> That's we'll another one of the kids games that Uncle Jeff They play it because Nelly and Dad need to paint. Because they need to... Because they have to paint. <laughs> We're neglecting the children so we can be in this paint painting competition. <laughs> and they have to paint. And it's really fun. That is awesome. Any last closing thoughts, Lexi, on... What's this game? Storytellers. Storytellers? Mm-hmm. Any last last remarks before we move on? One sentence. So, that's just kind of why I would give it a seven. I like it. Because just a little bit, it, a lot of it is kind of good, and a little bit is bad. Okay, that's a seven for you. That's a seven. A lot of good, little bad. Okay. I don't I know the thought of a segment with children seems ridiculous for us, but if you've noticed, there has not been a single swear this entire episode. Not even one <laughs> swear. So this is an episode you can show your kids. So Natalie, what do you have for these little ones in our uh, Natalie's Nook segment? Today on Natalie's Nook, I just want to do a small interview of these kids about board games. And kind of a, a four, a seven, and a nine-year-old. What do they think about games? What are their opinions on games? And so I'm going to ask you guys some questions, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's start with Get the ready. oldest. Don't embarrass me. Cameron. <laughs> In the microphone. What is your favorite board game? Uh, I don't know. Ooh, that's a good one. Why don't you just tell me one you really like? Um, This game. Okay, Story okay. Tailors. Okay. We did rate it a nine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's awesome. Lexi, what's your favorite board game? Um, so I really like um Strike. That's what I was gonna well, say. Was Even to though we haven't played it in a long time, oh, I still like it. And I also kinda like I, I also kinda like um where it was like the dice like 
Rory Story Cubes? Yeah, I like that. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Wait, hold on. Cameron, he remembered what his favorite game is. Oh! <laughs> Samurai 7. Oh! Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> What's Samurai 7? That's my... Oh. What is Samurai 7? It's really called the Samurai. Yeah, it's been I renamed forgot. to the Samurai. It's called the Samurai. Thanks, Natalie. Um, Scarlet, what is your favorite board game? This game. Story Story Tailors, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Actually, I All like right. the Game Casters. <laughs> What'd she say? Actually, I like the Game Casters. Oh, that's your favorite game? <laughs> Scarlet, the Game Casters is All right, Cameron, this, okay. might, this one might be a little easier for you. What is your favorite video game? Oh, oh, oh. oh I know. Uh, it's it's so hard to choose out. Wow, I thought you'd say Roblox in, in like Roblox. a second. That's crazy. What about you, Lexi? Do you mean like on the Switch or on Yeah, like on the iPad? Switch. Whatever. No, Whatever. not on your iPad, on oh. the Switch. Oh. Okay. Then, 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 Metopia. Oh, Metopia. All right, Cam, you want to revise yours? Why you don't want it to be? The next question is, what's your favorite iPad? Oh. I have one. Metopia. Really? Metopia, Cam? Pokemon Shield. And Pokemon Shield. Oh, cool. (laughs) Go ahead. And Mario. Mario Odyssey? Yeah. Okay. What about you, Scarlett? What's your favorite game on the Switch? I like Mario Kart. Cool. I like you. All right, Cameron. What's I your like favorite iPad game? You. I think I know. Roblox. <laughs> what about you, Lexi? What's your favorite game to play on your iPad? Um, it's either Roblox or the. It's like a cat game, kind of. We're trying to e- escape. I always play. Oh, that escape one. Yeah, it's really fun. And it would either be Roblox or that. Do you think those are good for kids? Yes. Like. A lot. It's so easy. But on Roblox, I really like Roblox. Yeah, a lot of kids like Roblox. What about you, Scarlett? What game do you like playing on your iPad? I like the hairstyle game. The animal hairstyle game? I knew you were going to say that. Everyone's Scarlett. All right, Cameron. When you play board games, what color do you like to be? Can it be two? Yeah. Green and blue. Green or blue? Okay. Yeah, that's what, true. what color would you pick, Lexi, if you were playing a board game and you had to pick a color? Oh, purple or blue. I would pick yellow that a girl. or pink. <laughs> yellow nice. or yellow? Just, Uncle Jeff likes yellow. Do you guys have any questions for the kiddos? I don't think so. I mean, I know everything about them. About games. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I actually do have a couple questions for you guys. Would Yay. you want to come on the GameCasters again? Yes. You would? Yes. Cameron does not want. Are you going to tell all your friends to listen to us and rate us five stars? Yes. 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 You mean you. <laughs> We're drawing in a million stars. I love you. Actually, why'd you say five star? That's the worst one ever. It's ten million trillion. (laughs) Usually they go up to five stars. But yes, if you if you complete if there's anywhere that you rate us that lets you rate us ten million trillion, please rate us ten million trillion stars. Do you have any questions, Jeff? Uh, I'd like to know why Lexi is wearing my slipper that I have on. Oh, Lexi. I think we all want to know that. that. Yeah. Can you share why that's happening? Wait, is that Lexi or Uncle Jeff? I can't tell. Hmm. Outside, Scarlet was like, Uncle Jeff has slippers in his bag. <laughs> hey man, Why are you going man? through Uncle Jeff's bag? Yeah. What else is in there? Did he bring me a present? What's in Uncle Jeff's bag? Yeah. All right. That's the game this episode? Is, uh, what's in yeah, my what's bag? What's in my bag? All right, I have one final one. thing. Okay. 
I'm going to go through each of you. Do you have anything you want to say to all the people listening out there? You can say anything you want. There are dozens of us. (laughs) Don't be crazy. Be normal. I want um, Dada to... To, to do the game casters of lots more games, so then so then everyone else can buy those games and oh. play, and then play. I'm gonna make people buy as many games as possible, whether it's with <gasps> a gun or with my. You words. made you made like eight people buy Marvel. You yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did. Lexi, would you like to say anything to the people? Listen to the game casters. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong? Yeah, yeah. We'll get you some video at some point. <laughs> Keep paying us, please. Yeah. <laughs> Scarlett, do you have anything you want to say? Go ahead. Into the mic, sweetie. I love you. I, I love you, too. <laughs> All right. Oh, thanks, so guys. Thanks for you being so with good. us, kiddos. That was really, really fun. Yay. There's one more thing. Okay. One oh, more thing one from more Lexi. Thing. What do you got? <laughs> I don't want the game casters. Listen to the game casters. Yay. I have too much things to say. Okay. Same. I love the whole world. Oh, good. The whole world loves you. That is so nice. Yes. Okay. And goodbye. I'd like to talk to you all a moment about the Gateway Board Gaming Network, which you can find at www.thegatewaynetwork.com. And the Gateway Network is also on Instagram. The sole purpose of the network is to help new or up-and-coming content creators grow by shouting each other out. If you go to the Gateway Network website, you will find other amazing content creators who are trying to grow as well. They are all amazing people who produce fantastic content. It's very exciting, due also in large part to our merch store. Yes, we've got a merch store, which you can find at redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Gateway Network. There you can find so many amazing items from a large portion of our members. There's even a new injection area. Yes, as of the time of this recording, you can get your GameCasters COVID vaccine. So now there's Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, and GameCasters. This one comes in 52 weekly shots. Each shot consists of 12 mini shots that must be (laughs) issued directly into the perineum. (laughs) We can't guarantee that you still won't get COVID, but the memory will last a lifetime. It's 8% effective. (laughs) (laughs) Against pain. So today I'd like to specifically highlight Ben, M, and Ken from the Date Night Dice podcast. The three of these people work so well together, I find myself laughing throughout the entire thing. The dry delivery of Ben and Ken against Emily's commentary just really always cracks me up. It's really funny. It's very, very (laughs) funny. And when they laugh, I laugh even harder. People have told us that, like, your laugh is infectious. Yeah. Same with them. Like, when one of them makes the other one laugh. I don't yeah. even care what, what they're laughing about. I laugh. It's yeah, kind of like when you watch a TV show and you're by yourself and you don't really laugh out loud, but if you're with somebody, you would laugh out loud. Yes. All, they're All three of them are really funny. Um, and if that wasn't enough, Ben and M also have a Instagram account an Instagram account, if you want to be grammatically correct, that <laughs> is <laughs> also called Date Night Dice. Uh, uh, Ken is not a part of that. Um, but that, oh, that account, man. Okay. We first met them from having them on the show. We Yeah, we interviewed them. We loved yeah. their channel because the reason is because it's so different than every other Instagram account. Mm-hmm. I said channel. I meant account. They do have a YouTube channel, however, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but they do something that no one else does. Everyone posts stories. Everyone posts pictures. But what they do is they basically chronicle their game nights on their stories. And it is just infectious to watch. Yeah. You and you just like because a lot of times I look <laughs> at a story like when you click on the story and it shows all those little dash yeah. marks yeah. up there and there's like 50. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I like, watch. no, with them, but you're with like them. I have to yeah, watch every one go. of them. And, and they're all short. Usually it's like a quick little thing. Yeah. But it, it really, really, really always um, 
yeah, it really always is fun. It makes like me happy. Shorter to do it. And yeah. sometimes I'll like I'll like be watching it, and Devin will kind of lean over and be like, "Oh, what are what yeah, are what they, are they doing today? today? Yeah. What's going I think, on today?" So that account made me want to start an account. It also made me want to do stuff with the story, and then realize that I I, I just not that. I know yeah. we've like tried to like. Oh. It was fun the one time so... we did it, but I can't put it up. There, there's is natural, you know. Yes. Usually the the first one that does it is the one that should do it yeah. because. It was natural to them. They yeah. didn't. They didn't look at someone else to make their content. True, and you know? also Emily's. You know, she's into like the videos, photography type thing. <laughs> Emily's and into so, the videos. Way to go! Ooh. <laughs> so like the videos, Emily. That's like a huge interest for her. So like it's easy for her to do that. Where so us, is, I felt forced. You know, like yeah. like that looks cool. I want to do that, but it's not just like natural. Right. For me. Exactly. It comes very naturally yeah. to them. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Their personalities are great. Yeah. They're awesome people. Yeah. Um, they're also working on something very cool that I can't really talk too much about. I'm not under the same embargo that Jeff is, but it's <laughs> not ready for them to come out with yet. But I did tell them I wanted to tease this. Basically, their entire brand, which is date night, right? Uh, so they're starting to get into sharing their experiences with other people in a really cool way. More information will be coming soon Ooh. from the Date Night Dice account. So be sure to follow them on Instagram, uh, their YouTube channel, listen to their podcast, and you can stay up to date on all things Date Night. So whatever kind of content you're looking for, the Gateway will have it. If you're a newer board game content creator and you're looking for a way to grow your content, please consider heading over to the gatewaynetwork.com to learn more. If you ever wanted to support the show but weren't quite sure how to do it, maybe consider flushing your money down the Gamecaster's toilet by way of our Patreon page. There are four different tiers which will maybe get you access to behind-the-scenes content. It will. Maybe get you exclusive content. Maybe get you content ahead of time. <laughs> you also get swag that nobody else has access to, maybe, and just the opportunity to help out and support a podcast, which sometimes you listen to. We have amazing patrons. Thank you all so much for your support. I promise we will start upping our game. And uh, if you'd like to donate to help us pay for things like hosting fees and that fifth circumcision Jeff Damn, has had his eye geez, on, Jeff. please head on over to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash the gamecasters to help out. Damn, I thought the fourth, the Why fourth, does one, he need so it, many? The fourth one was so they good. Just don't that... stick. You'd think he'd go to a different doctor, but he really likes his guy. No, Dr. So, like, Spachemin is get all wonderful. The... <laughs> <laughs> they don't, like, get all the foreskin. Okay, oh it's not a real God, thing. Man. It's not like it's actually happening to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> man, my condition. Your force, you dropped three foreskins on the floor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we are at our newest segment you didn't ask for, the Game Casters Essentials. Oh, yeah. The idea behind this segment is uh, these are games that all three of us unanimously agree are likely good for most everyone. That's not to say everyone will love them, but these are games that if you don't have a collection, maybe these will be pretty safe bets to start with. Last episode... We kind of kicked things off with our first impromptu selection. You guys remember what that was? Bonanza. Yes. Bonanza. <laughs> the episode <laughs> kicked off this uh, Game Casters Essential Essentials segment that we'll just yeah. kind of pepper in throughout the upcoming episodes. Yeah. This episode, we all selected the horribly ugly game we mention almost every episode somehow. Because we're upset. The Castles of Mad King Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> the Castles of Burgundy is selection number two. Why does this make our essentials list? 
It's strategic, but not so much that you'll injure yourself. It's heavy enough to fully invest you, but light enough that anyone can play it. It's variable enough, even without expanding, to stand up to multiple plays without getting samesy. And then there are so many expansion boards to discover and play with to mix it up even further. It's playtime is in the sweet spot where you can set up play and it not take forever. The rules are very simple to both understand and remember. It plays amazingly well with two, but goes up to four. So it's good for couples as well as a game night with a couple friends. It's very smooth and really just feels like butter whatever that means. What else? Do you guys want to add anything else about why Castles of Burgundy is a game caster's essential selection? Oh, um, what do you think, the gigliest to ganglio? Natalie. Well, <laughs> I wasn't totally prepared. That's good. You can talk about your favorite game. It's like, I mean, why do you love your dogs? Yeah. You know? It's like, what this is. It's, it's, yeah, your dogs. Like, <laughs> it's smooth as butter. It just feels like such a smooth game it's it's <laughs> it's i don't even know what to say God, except it's again. my opinion <laughs> that like i would want to play this game anytime well and have you to me it's like it almost perfect that doesn't that didn't like it it's one of those kind no, of things I feel like. most people seem to love this game and it's um, our essentials. It's if you don't like it, I don't care. This is our <laughs> essentials. Okay, yeah. the game caster's essentials. We it is essential to us. I mean, okay. Well, here's a, here's a good point in his favor. Okay, before Jeff, I don't know if you have anything you want to say. This game came out in 2011, right? It is yes. still number 15 of all time. Wow. Okay. Great. Yeah. It has. I think cracked <laughs> the top 10. What it's been? It's hovered around 10 for. Ten years. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There, there, because there's a handful of the even brand new games that are above it. So yeah, it might have even been a single digit at some point. Nine. Yeah. Ish. That yeah. might have been but its height, right? It's. It's just I, so it's smooth, a, and it's like it's yeah, like she said smooth again. Yep. There it is. Smooth um, three times. Gosh, I just thought of something. It's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. That smooth Dr. Pepper guy it's is gonna show up. Yeah. <laughs> A little sweet. Yeah. A little sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think I agree. It's smooth. It just works. <laughs> It's it goes quickly with two. You can play it in an hour. Uh, there yeah, are a couple you know expansions it. that are phenomenal. That are, again are just a plug and play that you might never like. I'm never gonna play without the trade routes again. Oh right, it's that, just the, like, the new one adds that. And and it's just so butt ugly that yeah, yeah. that they, <laughs> even the new version that they did a new ugly. version that's also. Oh, we made it slightly less ugly, but still but ugly. But still pretty yeah. ugly. Yeah. You're right. It just like hits that sweet spot of like everything. It's smooth. Smoothness. <laughs> it it's got like the the perfect weight, in my opinion. Agreed. And the length is perfect. Mm, what like, girth. It's just oh, boy. everything about it is just like hits the right. G, the G spot. G spot. Oh, no. Welcome to the Kids Game Caster episode. Episode 66 that for segment. kids only. Kids, yeah, kids go to work. Kids get out of here. This is definitely an essential. This would be a game yeah, that, it is. you know, I, I've i told people to play, to buy. Me too. Yes. Rarely do I hear someone that really hates the game. I've talked to lots of people. There are some people that don't like it. I get it. Some people he played it. Maybe it. I get it. <laughs> some people have played it maybe a little too late in their gaming journey. Yeah. But I think we played it at a time where we just got into games. We played a game, and this game was new, and it yeah. then was like, man, it's good. Let for, me like, uncover more about this game. game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's you know being this dice worker placement, which I love that that mechanic even today. But it's something we're hot. Rolling a six doesn't really matter. You might want to roll a yeah. one. You know, mm -hmm. so that's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's an essential. This game felt 
classic when I, f- I remember when I first played it. I was like, mm-hmm. this does not feel new. This feels like it's been out for a decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that doesn't happen too often. And I agree with you guys completely. This is uh this is by far if you don't have this game in your collection, you never played it, but you always kinda wanted to, get this game. Yeah, get the ugly one. The, yeah, get the ugly yeah. one. Which get is either one. of them. It doesn't you don't even need matter because right it's no, good. You could play that that main game 10, 15 times without needing or wanting to even get another and, and when you get more they're not expensive. You can go to the Board Game Geek store and get some expansion. They're just boards. A lot of the expansions yeah. Yeah. are just boards. And so basically, it's just different layouts, which you would be surprised how much that changes the game yeah. up. It can be so much harder. Yeah. yeah. Way harder oh, yeah. or just, it just feels different. different, you know? And it's just so much fun. Even the base game comes with different boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of different boards the base game comes with. So you'll be you'll be busy for a while. It's just <laughs> a lot of fun. If you're really looking for something that is like... Lost Ruins of Arnak, beautiful. You're not going to find it here. Nope. But I will. I will be willing to bet. I'd wager to guess that won't matter. You might think it does. You might. You might have stayed away from Castle of Burgundy because it's ugly and disgusting. I would wager to guess if you played it, you would change your tune. Yeah. And that's not always the case. Yeah. A lot of times that's not the case. This game, the mechanisms stand head and shoulders above any kind of presentation or looks like. Also, some people like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. I don't mind hmm. it. Like it's definitely it yeah, ugly. It doesn't bother me. I don't see. Yeah. I don't sit there and go. I'm not like, like Ugh, yeah. God, gross. <laughs> but I think if you hated the game, you might. Yep. If you didn't yeah. like, yeah. But, but again, yeah. This is not many of them. This is an essential. This would be a game that if my collection were burned to the ground, oh please yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, I would replace immediately. Yeah, one hundred percent. Of course. If you don't like Euro games, stay away. This isn't for you. Yep, yep. If you like Euro games, this is maybe the best one. Honestly, and if you want, I've yeah. taught this game over. I. FaceTime taught this game to Sam. Oh, Miss French really? Toast, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because her and Meredith wanted oh, her to play. And her and her that's roommate right. wanted to play. That's right. And I, we FaceTimed <laughs> and I taught it over. So if you don't even want to learn it, just buy it and I'll teach it to you. Actually, and I, that's <laughs> wow. a great point. Jeff, Jeff's available for teaching. You know why? He's a teacher. Because I'm a teacher. He's a teacher. You can accept summer vacations in a couple weeks, so don't call me. Nope, you're done. No, I'm just kidding. Wait till next year. Board games any day of the week. Would you teach him Bonanza? Yeah, I'll teach you Bonanza. <laughs> I'm actually been talking to Miss French Toast, Sam, about teaching her five tribes. Cool. Or at least going over five tribes because she's been invited to a game. That night one I now, think is a mad so board gamer essential. <laughs> that would be yeah. a mad board gamer essential. It would Natalie, be. I think correct me if I'm wrong. When we first met, was Castle of Burgundy not one of the games I just like I was like, you need to get that game. It might have been. I think it was. I think I in those, owned I think it. it was in like those first five that yeah. I just had you buy. Just like so I, know I, I played it very early on. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like one of, if not your favorite oh, games of all yes. time. It's a great one. It's so that is so Gamecasters Essential number two, The Castles of Burgundy. It's time for our favorite cooperative game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let me try that again. Okay. Marriage. No, leave it. One. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Two of. It's now time for our favorite cooperative game that we play whenever I don't have enough time to prepare something else. <laughs> Welcome to the Jeff Describes Games for Natalie Ooh. to Guess game. Yes, I wanted to be the guest. You will have three minutes, Jeffrey, one. to get Natalie to guess 30 games. Now, uh, if you know how this game works uh, there at home, I'm going to describe it to you really quickly. It's basically, what's that game? Is it... Um, catchphrase oh yeah jeff is going to be able to say whatever he wants to um other than any word that's in the game itself that's the only thing he can't do or i won't point to it in the room right well, I might. <laughs> right i might yeah. right yeah yeah he can't pantomime or gesture to the game or say the name of the game right anything else 
he can say. We like, should just play charades and it'd be the worst segment. <laughs> Act out a so game. Jeff, I'm going to try to, I can't, I don't have okay. a ton of wiggle room here because of the cord. Oh, you know what I can do? Actually, let's do this. Natalie, give me your, pull up a stopwatch on your, um, on your phone and I'm just going to give Jeff my phone. And then Jeff, you can do it that whistle. I can do it that whistle. All right. So there's, again, there's 30 games. So maybe we can get through. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, honestly, that we've ever gotten through everyone. I don't think so. I think we've been very close. Very, very close. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think we were in like the 25-ish and a little bit above. Yeah. So this is going to be, this is it. We always do well, but not quite all. I know. This is the Give us 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) How about three and a half minutes? Oh, man. Well, let's just try it. That's it right up top. You got it? Are you guys ready? Yes. On your marks, get set, three minutes. Oh, you started? Okay, this is the game you just played with Cameron and Lexi. Storytellers. Yes. This is a game that's German and has a really stupid name, and Ryan hates the name of it. You play cards through a row. <laughs> really stupid Once name. you get the highest thing, you have to take the row. Oh, um, oh, Six Nimit. Okay, two-player game that you love. It's on, like, your favorite list. I, I don't know much about it. It's, Code like, Egyptian-themed. Oh, oh, Akrotiri? Yep. This is a game where you make a spaceship as fast as you possibly can, and you need blasters and all this stuff. We played it in the church. Yep. In the church? Yep. Yes, in a freaking church. We played it in the church. We didn't play many games in churches before. You're going to have to go faster than this. To go. I've been oh, in a church. Gosh. Ryan's favorite game, he played with his dad forever, and his dad is a Chess. champion of this. Yep, this is a game where you are a little sneaky dwarf, yeah, elf dwarf, something, <laughs> and trying to collect gold. Oh, uh, ink and gold? No. Yep, nope. No, no, dwarf collecting gold. I don't know. You're like Ooh. secret things. It's You're like, you're like I'm oh, on the blue Sabbath team. Or the, yes, got it. this is the game you just said a second ago. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, <laughs> that is crazy. This is a game you and Ryan both love. You said you. Oh man. Oh. Well, yeah, let's keep going. All right. Uh, another Steffenfeld game with a Rondell. Um, Trajan. Trajan. One minute. This is a game where if you don't want something, you just say I'll pass, and you put a chip on it. Oh no, thanks. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I'll pass that one. This is a Vital Asserti game about art. The galleries. Okay. This is one where there's three rounds. You act something out. You say one word. It's a big party game with a whole bunch of people. Um, Blue monikers. box. Yeah. This is a game. Is Indiana Jones. Lost Ruins of Arne. Okay. Yeah. Um, two shy people not talking about sex. <laughs> the game with the comic book that you're just playing. Marvel United? Wait. The game oh, with the comic book. Comic book. Oh, the initiative. There you yep. go. This is a game we're drawing with white uh, markers on the board. On the board. Oh, uh, Starlink? Yep. This is a game that me and you really like. Ryan doesn't like. It's about placing polyamino tiles to encompass a uh, little... Scarabia. Yeah. This one is a game we all love. It's about... It's like a dark-themed circus game. Uh, Meeple Circus? Nope. No, dark Dark. Dark-themed... Two minutes. Dice oh, plays really colorful dice. Yep. Um, this is a game about the lock blank monster. <laughs> oh, nice. Very good. Ness. <laughs> but Ness. the game we played, like where Ryan took forever and you yelled at him and... Oh, what? I don't know. I don't know. Another one about uh, managing not a motel, but something else. A hotel. Yep. <laughs> so finish. It's not called What's the hotel. The oh, Grand oh, hotel. Well, you gotta go faster than this, Dad. I gotta <laughs> I get the record. Yeah. Uh, this 30 is seconds. one of the Tertsy games in that blank series. T series. It's the one that I kind of liked and you guys thought was okay. This game is where you're. It's a tile placement game. We played together here. It has a gigantic like monster on the front of it. Playing tiles like video game art theme. Oh, rampage. No, you were saying it. You were starting to say it. Three minutes. That's it. 
<laughs> space. Space. Oh shit, space was the next one. The game space. Let's go through some of these in order. Well, we were First supposed of all, to do the best. It's 11 p.m. at night. I'm tired. Wait, 11 p.m. at night? It's not 11 no p.m. Way. in the morning? <laughs> Let's go back. So, what did I say? You missed Galaxy Trucker. Yeah. Which one? The church. The one we played in the freaking church. And I said, you're building oh, a ship. You need How did you not get it? That one you should have got. I said yeah, love, because, but in a different yeah, way. Love so I said love, so I messed that up. Tainted Grail, I just skipped. Because I was just yeah. going to talk about taint. Apparently. And this is the kids' episode. <laughs> yeah. Loch Ness. Loch Ness. Blockness. Oh, I forgot the name blockness. of that. And then Overboss was the like, other one. You were like, oh, and I'm like, keep going. Yeah, oh, space. <laughs> space. I'm like, you just about said it. Yeah, space. Overboss was the last space. one. Overboss, yeah. okay. All right, you missed Bonfire. Well, uh, after that, you would have Or you do you want to keep those ones for the next time? Or I guess you just put them in there. I, yeah. I honestly, yeah, I so the ones like, that were on here, Bonfire, which I would have said, Amerigo, Pictures, Nova Luna, Wavelength, Orléans, Sidereal oh Confluence, and Euphoria. So how many did I get? Probably 20. You, yeah, you, I, can, I can tell you. You got one, two, three, eight, four, nine, five, ten, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Oh no! <laughs> so bad. That's all right. We haven't done it in a while. Remember we did twenty. I could tell at the beginning it was not going well. He was like, "Game just played today," and you were like, uh, "My brain is yeah, like, like slow oh, right now." Story tailors. <laughs> <laughs> just like to the, yes. the whatever Saboteur series you were like T series T next what's next oh yeah you were like you got like stuck you were stuck you couldn't you the remix was happening yeah remix that's a hard one to say yeah it was the it's the hardest one really funny okay so since we had the this is a family friendly episode family friendly episode we had the kids episode we decided we would do the top five games to play with your kids let's go Natalie. Jeff, me for this one, and uh, Natalie, start off whenever you're ready with number five. Okay, I'm gonna preface real quick that these are not the top five kids games. They're the top five games that I enjoy playing with kids. Yeah, that's bit what the list said. Mm-hmm. But I, that's different though. Top five, top five games to play with kids. kids? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Number five. I'm picking this one. I'm not saying this is the best game, but I really enjoy. What's number five? It's, is it space? Is it, would, it space? It would be number one if it was the best game now. <laughs> no, it's space. I think it's space. I really enjoy playing this with the kids. I'm not saying it's the And best. it's called Uno. <laughs> <laughs> you picked one for number five. Oh, I have, I have talked about five, Uno. I picked number one. I was in my local game store, Ooh, not, and they not, have not a... a friendly one. Yeah, this is not friendly. Just a regular one. Um, they have a Braille version of Uno. Oh, really? How freaking awesome what? is that? I oh, how that difficult so would that be? Cool. Well, you can see it. I just mean like you're playing a fast <laughs> oh. game. Like you gotta like. We don't have to fast? be too fast. Yeah, but how do you know? Oh, if someone has an Uno, like Uno. Well, you s- I guess it. you can still say it. I, yeah. I mean, like no, but I mean like like if you have an Uno and you don't say it, and I say it first, and you have to draw cards. That's part of. The oh game. well, maybe that's not part of it. Yeah, interesting. Maybe. That's cool. Oh, yeah, I thought that, that was kind of cool. cool. That is cool. Um, bringing games to everybody. But Sweet. yeah, Uno. We play. We've been playing it a lot. The kids got like a Pixar version. Yeah, of Pixar Uno. version. Kids freaking like, love Uno. They do, man. Freaking love it. They well, gobble that up like Chris. That I like it. The playing with them be, is because it's something that they can like easily play. Right. It's so simple. Yeah. For some reason, kids cannot hold a hand of cards in their hand. They just cannot figure out the concept of how to fan them out. It is really funny. But besides that, like it's something that's like easy to play. Part. You know, you're not like telling them necessarily what to do. You know, you're yeah. kind of like. 
oh, colors to, and numbers. Yeah. You have to play mm-hmm. this color or this number. And then they can pick themselves. So it was kind of like they can be more independent while playing it. Um, but it's just to and me like a classic. for adults to play. Yeah. Yeah. And that. So it, to me, it's like a classic kids game. And that's why I picked it. Awesome. I like it. All right, Jeff, what about you, man? Number five. Okay, I took this in a different direction. Five. So because Jack is so young that I don't really play like games with him other than Peek-a-boo? roll the dice. Or, eat, the, eat the thing and throw it up? Yeah, that one. Right. Uh, he's good at that one. He wins most of the time. <laughs> I decided to kind of steer this towards uh, like teenagers, Love which it. would be my board game club. So this would be a shout out or helpful maybe to um, people with teenage yeah, kids. older kids. Older yep. kids. Or, you know, you're looking to, to you know, if... If you're a teenager, you want to suggest some games to your your teenager to play with their mm-hmm. friends. You know, you want this collection because, you know. So Agreed. Good my one. number five is a game called Detective Club. Yeah, Detective Club oh, yeah. is good super fun. And I think it's fun <laughs> with adults also, but plays really well with teenagers. It gets them like out of their shell a little bit. They're very creative. Um, this is one in the realm of like Dixit, everyone gets a word. They pick a card that's similar to that word. And then what's really great about this game is they have to explain. Everyone goes around the table and explains for a few seconds why their card matches the word. That's got to be where the fun is for them. And it is so fun. It's so cool to hear their like absurd stories. And because, you know, when you play with a group of friends, you know, they they relate to each other and they say like stories about like inside jokes between things or you know there's always that that person that's like this is the best card i had this was i i, I had nothing that was yeah, like sorry. fire yeah. and whatever yeah. so it's just really fun to play with them so I, I even just enjoy like watching them play and 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 laughing at all the stuff that they say but playing with them is also really fun so that that would be a good one if you have a group of teenagers or is awesome at a, at a family night too great that is a good one that's super cool Number five for me is a game that I took a chance, took a chance, took a chance, took a chance. at Gen Con, and because I knew this game was gonna blow up and be the most expensive game in the world, turns out you can buy it at Sam's Club for eighteen dollars. Okay, and it's called Beasts of Balance. Yeah, this is so man, what a cool game this is for. I would probably say of all ages, but it's really especially fun with littler kids because it's a stacking game. Everyone knows how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And you're using these. Insanely cool plastic. Uh, plastic's not even the right word. I mean, they're plastic, but they're, they're not like, just like oh, man, they're, they're not so normal cool. plastic. Yeah, they're not normal. Plastic. They're like the nicest plastic they're ever. Just weird textured plastic, and they're just like basically toys. Yeah, they're basically toys. I have them displayed on my game shelf they're right really here. Cool looking, and they're amazing to look at and to handle and to oh bug and to <laughs> um, stack. And that's what you do in this game. And and the cooler thing maybe is the game is it is run by an app. And all yeah. kids know iPads. <laughs> iPads and yeah. apps. That's like yeah. the world right now. So if you can integrate, you know, this app game with a fully, you know, uh, physical copy that you can play with them, oh, man, it's cool. It's so cool. We've gotten so much mileage out of that copy of our game, luckily. Cameron played that thing to death. Yeah, he did. Well, it's still alive. He played it a lot. <laughs> so that's my number five, Beasts of Balance. Natalie, what's number four? It's a good one. Uh, my nice. number four is Animal Upon Animal. Oh, good one. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I forgot about it. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just like a really fun one with all the animals and you're trying to like connect them to each other and without it. Like, it's more stacking. Stacking. You're stacking them yeah. up without the thing falling. There is one yeah, thing yeah. you can add to it. But right, yes. to the, like, the yeah. end or whatever. Yeah, but it's like a stacking animal game. Um, the animal figures are really cute and again it's just like a game that you don't I don't feel like you have to help the kids too much it's pretty straightforward yeah. but also still fun for adults why is it so fun I don't know 
I love. I would play that game just you and me. Yeah. Like it's f- it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. That might be the. That could be a lot of kids' first games. Yeah. If you're looking like what can I what can I play with a four or five year old first? That is a. It great might be start. that one. Well, I guess you you just go right to animals. Haba and you just pick a Haba yeah, thing. Yeah. Any any Haba thing. That's will work. that's one of the best ones. Except you don't want to start with Miyabi. <laughs> yeah. Don't start with Miyabi or uh, they have another big one, don't they? Yeah. They have um, the one by Rudiger Dorn. Yeah. I think is Haba something. It's something. Yeah, whatever. Who knows? Jeff, what about number four, man? <laughs> My number four, I'll stick in the Haba realm. I'm going to go uh, Rhino Hero slash Rhino Hero Super Battle. Very good. Um, that one would be, would probably... More stacking. Would mm-hmm. be stacking older kids slash, like, it, it could be any age, really. Yeah. But the Super Battle adds some more kind of, like, conflict. For sure. But, man, it just looks amazing. It's so Animal. fun. Kids just get into it. They, you know, sometimes they don't... It's funny because when I play this game, when I play Rhino Hero with like you guys, I want to make the biggest tower, and th- these kids want to like screw each other over. Yeah, like, just barely putting it there and being like, "Well, you're not gonna yeah, overnight." Nah, you can. I just think that's really fun. Again, a great family game. I think it works itself all the way into like teenagers would just have fun. Also, amazing table presence. Yeah. Amazing table. And presence. saying that something is just cards to go against table presence is a ridiculous oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm not still bitter about that. Superboard Sunday. That's right. The um, but, bad board game cover thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, I think table presence is such a good way to draw in children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've th- this is a game where of I've had age. students come to board game afternoon and they they come like 10 minutes late and they're already someone's already playing the bigger games and whatever and they've never shown up and I'm like let me play a game with you for 10 minutes. And then you can leave, or you got to go to practice yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And we play Rhino Hero, and they were like, "This is so cool." Yeah, yeah. What and then we play this? it again right away, you know. Right. And that's that's a way that I kind of like e- ease them into something that they've never seen, and like you know, you can play games like this. It's not it's not all this heavy, crazy kind right, of really game. Really thinking so. games. I feel like um, games like Rhino Hero, kids are drawn to them because of the like tenseness of like something potentially being destroyed yes. and falling yeah. over, and then they yes, just erupt. You're right. Like, ah! That's a very good point. Kids love to knock shit over yep. yeah. and destroy stuff. And that they, now it's a game and I get to do it for, yep. you know, like, right. awesome. Great choices all so, so far. I really love all these. Now, my number four is another one I think could probably work with, with kids of any age. And uh, again, great table presence. This one, you build the board with the box. It's called Ice Cool. Which is doubles as ice school because you're playing in a school. This game has weeble wobbles. Penguin. Remember weeble wobbles? Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah. They're you know they have like <laughs> some thing in the base that just. Uh, it's like a rounded bottom. It will never tip over. Yeah. Right. And so the cool thing about this game, I'll make you is you flick this thing. It's a flicking game. A lot of the a lot of games are good with kids. Seem like they're they have a dexterity component. Yes. You know whether yeah. it's stacking or flicking or. You know, pull it. You know, okay, oh, because when little again. kids are little, they Foul don't have the, you know, <laughs> schooling or the brains to like do something heavier. Oh, jeez, I don't have the brains. <laughs> we go idiots. Saying these kids are smart. So Why don't it's you more flick this thing? You dumbass. You can't do anything else. <laughs> flick this over there. You dumb. You're stupid. You know what I mean? I know. It's great though. <laughs> God, what are you a kid? What are you a kid? You can't even do any. You can't do. Anything. There's nothing you can even do, so you may as well just flick this this penguin around. <laughs> Did you see Nestor's memes? Where it's yes, like yeah. that guy with his hand on the hips, and he's like, "Do you even read? Books? You do even read books? <laughs> you can't even read a book. You may as well flick the penguin." 
<laughs> I mean, that's a good point. They can't read. Yeah, can't read. Can't read the rules. Stupid brain, dumb brain kids. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Ice Cool is such a fantastic game about flicking little penguins around this ice rink to try to gather the most fish and uh, avoid the hall monitor. Very awesome game for kids. Honestly, of all ages, adults love it too. Yeah. Um, Natalie, what's your number three? <laughs> it's a family-friendly episode. <laughs> My number oh my three gosh. is a game that Jeff lent to us called Pika Mouse. That's yeah. what it's called, right? Uh, I, I thought Pika that Mouse. game was really cool. And again, it used the box as the game. Yeah, the box is the game. And cool concept. Table presence. Yeah. You basically like have <laughs> all these kids. little tokens <laughs> yeah. with like pictures on them and you put them inside this box, shake it around, and then you turn this light on and That's you can cool. only peek through the windows into four different rooms and you have to try to memorize what tokens you saw you see and then you have to answer some questions because you only have like maybe i don't know 30 seconds on the light or something and then you have to answer the questions and i thought that was really fun to play with the kids too it was fun memorizing them seeing them (laughs) memorize them which is kind of funny because they're not like but when they got one they like lit up like that light bulb, you know. Yeah. Like oh, I remember the apple was in this room, yeah, you know. It was in the it's purple like, oh, room, okay. I think. Yeah. yeah, or it's even cool. The ring was there. It's even cool because like we kind of played on different corners of the box, so I'm not looking in every window. Mm-hmm. So you have to rely on some like the kids to look in some other windows, or maybe the angle I'm seeing, I can't see like a token. And it was just a cool little game. Yeah, that's a great. That would be on my list if I was talking about like kid, kid like games yeah. with yeah. kids with children, and, and that's. You know, I'm not going to play it with you guys. Right. Because exactly. we, we like it, it's not hard enough that it's going to play with adults. It's not going to be fun. It is. And it teaches like observation skills, communication, because you're talking, memorization, mm-hmm. you know, answering a question like what what is next to it? Is it in this room? And then you have to look at the rooms and the to- it's just it's a great game. I'm, I'm hoping that it gets a bigger yeah, like print run or public or gets. It gets also the, teaches cheating, you know. Like, just let me look one more time, bro. Click. Yeah, let me just click the light on. Yeah, so and the production's great. That, that's a great choice. My number three awesome. um, is a game. I think you'd have to to go a little older. Again, my game board game club loves it. It's a game called Slide Quest. Yeah, good game. Um, good game. Slide Quest is so cool. Again, played in the box. Oh, yeah. You're, slide Quest. Yeah, you're just cool. you're you man one side of the box and you're tipping the board around. Okay, talk to about move a communication exercise. Around. Yeah, you're communicating, yeah. and that's I watch my students play this game and go, all right, we need to move this way. Don't move. Don't move. And then they they slowly work together and team figure work. this yeah, out. Team building. And you know, there's a little bit of dexterity in there, and, and and then it's like it evolves. The game gets harder and harder, and they just love it. And it's it's like another game that I can think that would play well again with a family, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, I'm not taking control of the entire game. I can't like run the game. You can't yep. quarterback yeah. this right. thing. You know, I can control one side and, yep. and work with communication. You can only so. do it when your side comes up. Yeah. I feel like we're nailing these lists. I know. It's <laughs> crazy good so far. Number three for me is um, a game called Robots. Robots. <laughs> Robots came out of left field to me. And uh, so Jeff came over with a litany of games at one point. It was Robots, it was Pika Mouse, it was Story Tailors. Sock Monsters. Sock Sock Monsters, right. And we played all of them now with Story Tailors finally being played. And Robots was the one that I think surprised us the most for how much we enjoyed it. It's one of those, we talk about this occasionally, it's a game after we played it, I was like, how on earth did I not do this? (laughs) Because there is nothing to this game. You flip a card over. And it's got a bunch of symbols on it with little dots matching them. And all you do is you say, beep. And then when you're done, you go, boop. That's it. Yep. 
It's the duration of time between the beep and the boop. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the beep boops. That tells the other players what symbol on the card you're looking for. So there's five symbols, and I go beep, boop. That might be the okay, third. Cool. Maybe uh, yeah, maybe that's yeah, symbol number three. Fast. Oh, yeah. is there's also a card that says slow, medium, or fast. Right, that's right. You get yeah. you get told how, right. It's like beep, boop. And, but yeah, it's oh, fast. That's the fast roll. Oh man, that so could be the first, that could first, second one. That could be the fourth yeah. one, even. Yeah. So it's that's all there is to it. It's nothing. It is so much fun playing this game with kids. Yes. It's fun playing with adults. It's more fun playing with kids, it mostly. Is. I'm not saying there's not game enough to play with adults. I mean, there's not. But you could also play it with grownups once in a while. If it's just you and like your spouse or something, that I can yeah. see you playing it. With kids, it it's like the mo. It's so much fun. I it agree. Is so I much love fun. robots. That's like my newest favorite kids game. Yeah, but it's also funny because there's like a learning curve because like adult like pacing is way different way than kid pacing. We've learned, and so we kind of have yeah. to adjust. <laughs> yep. But see, that's part of that's what I like about games that do. I like games that make you play. Each, Off other each other yeah to figure stuff out like uh slide quest does this too where it's like it's really just a little mechanism while you're doing is lifting a lever mm-hmm. but if it comes to me and i lift that lever fast the thing shoots across the board and you lose you ruined it mm-hmm. yeah but so you have to like <laughs> and with your when you're playing with four people <laughs> you have to like kind of figure out like and after like a few rounds you're kind of like okay now we all know how to work with each other like mm-hmm. the mind is another example of yeah. this one when you get the right group of people and you learn each other's ticks like yeah okay jeff's weighted long enough that I know that Jeff doesn't have this number. And so, so it's like that. And Robots yeah. has that in a kid's game. Yeah. What a cool game. Just a deck of cards. Robots, number three. That's for me. Natalie, what's your number two? My number two is Rory Story Cubes. Oh. Man. Rory Story Cubes. Rory Story Cubes. I wouldn't even call it like, well, it's not like a typical game. There's no competition. You're literally just creating it's an a activity. story. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's more like an activity, but it's just a bunch of dice with a bunch of different pictures on the dice, and you go around and you roll it, or you roll a bunch of dice. Nine dice, yeah. And then you pick one, and based on that picture on the dice, you tell a part of a story, and then you make sure you stop. You like you only tell a piece of it, and then the next person will pick another die with a picture on it, and then they'll continue your story based on the picture they picked, and it is so cute and funny yeah it's really like listening cute. to what they come up with and um it's really simple and it lets them be creative and like use their imagination that's another why didn't i think of that game yeah yep. and it's just fun and silly <clears throat> like those and are like that's another things. one where i feel like it's fun for grown-ups yeah one spot time lexi's always like every time she picks one she's like gets hers and she's like okay so you heard it first mm-hmm. yeah that yep. game is great. It's also really, like you said, about building creativity. It's also amazing to use as 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 a more of even a teaching tool of having kids like write the story, mm-hmm. write something creative. You're um you know you're writing write this fictional story based on these nine dice. Yeah. Um. I I know lots of elementary teachers that have used it. Oh, I bought cool. Devin a set for her classroom. So wow. She has has some. she used it? Yeah, I believe so. Cool. And you know you 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 can put the dice on the overhead and then you know tell the story and and you're amazed that you get thirty different stories from yeah. all these kids. Yeah. That's you know, awesome. In the same yeah. kind of dice. That's, and uh, it's cool perfect game. for that like <laughs> fictional writing because a lot of teachers look at you know write a story about a a dog. But this is a cool way to use that. This yeah. was maybe the most makes me be more specific. List we've ever come up with and it might be our best one. I know. Seriously. <laughs> Let's just come up with that. Let's do it yeah. all the time. Jeff, like what is your number two? My number two is a game my students love uh, called Hive Mind. 
Ah, um, do they? Yeah, they really oh, do. Oh, cool. It's, I think it would it would may stay in my collection just as a, as a fun party game, but they really enjoy I love um, comparing yeah, answers and also just being like. They don't care about scoring points. It's just so like they like almost they like being so wrong sometimes. Like, how did no one say? <laughs> how did no one dog? else say bird? No say yeah. This? yeah, yeah. Or you know the one time when we played and and it was uh, names that are used for both male and female. Yeah. And I didn't say my wife Devin's name. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's what. Um, so well, you those, only associate her with a yeah, girl. Yeah. Those I moments are are so funny yep. to them. It's so great. And sometimes they'll just play and the they I, I watch them not even use the yeah. beehive. They're just right, playing just and asking questions uh, and writing stuff down. That's one of those games that's like that. Yeah, sure. and it's just so cool. Where like I'm like, are you guys even playing? They're like, no, we're just we're just keep going. And I'm <laughs> like, how so cool, cool is that? So I remember I went to RIW, the FLGS we talk about all the time, before Nerdfest one year, just looking for a new game, and I was yep. like, oh, Richard Garfield, because I'm pretty sure he just yeah. designed that. I was like, I'll take a chance on this. That was the most played game at Nerdfest. Yeah, it was so fun. Everybody yep. played. We played that so many times. That's awesome, dude. Uh, number two for me is it, there's two games in this series now. I'm only going to talk about the one, but the other one is probably good for maybe the age that Jeff is talking about. And this is Zombie Kids. There's also Zombie Teens. Mm-hmm. Zombie Kids. Gosh, Zombie Kids is awesome. It's <laughs> and the reason it's so awesome is because it's finally it's like I feel like the designers of the game were like, we want to make a kids game that grownups want to play with their kids. Mm-hmm. Most like kids games i'm looking at hava which yeah. are amazing right they're geared towards you want kids. like my little orchard yeah like yeah. the grown-ups don't have fun playing that yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like you're doing it only for the kids fun. you're it's only doing enjoyable. it for the kids yeah. right and it, and it makes sense because the kids need to be able to understand it yeah. so zombie kids was designed specifically as a kids game that is like, awesome for like the grown-ups too because yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a legacy game for children. Well done. About zombies. It's the it's the the Pixar of like cartoon movies. Yeah. Right. Like, I yeah. want to see every like Pixar movie that comes out and yeah. I'm an adult for the most part. Yeah. That's and, true. But the kids love that movie. You know, that's it, yeah, it's the kids a great love marketing thing. Than, it's it's well yeah, well done. Yep. It is so good. I can only imagine zombie teens is a similar just probably has more complexity. It's pro- I'm guessing. Yeah, maybe some more attitude. I'm guessing or... it's yeah, there's more some cuz I, I I don't even know this. It's called Zombie Teens. I would assume it's more acne, more It's supposed attitude. to be get more neckbeard. Yeah. It's supposed to be geared for older kids, I'm guessing. I, I think right? it's a, a next step. Yeah, like yeah. the next step up. It's not just a sequel. I don't yeah, I'm not 100% sure on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't it either. Seems I'm like just it would guessing. be the next. But Zombie Kids is incredible. The kids love being the one to take a sticker off the bat yeah. and put it onto the rule book or like yeah. oh my gosh there's an envelope that i just discovered a new power they love that mm-hmm. it's very cool we did a zombie kids mini uh half episode long ago um so you can go back and listen to that if you want to know more about zombie kids that's my number two zombie kids natalie we are number one what do you got what do you got for number one um all right i'm just gonna i didn't want to steal yours i could have done a different one but oh i don't care if <laughs> okay. it's mine i'll say it too Okay, uh, my number one is going to be Strike. You can't just mouth stuff to me and when we're like in the middle. Mama, I'm like, oh my I God, know. I don't know what she's saying. And what am I supposed she to said, say? She said, is your number one space? Like you almost said it. Space. You said it so like space. It's like that's a game. I don't know what's wrong with Move on. Jeff, move on. I got it. Is it water? Space. Air. Somebody needs to make a sweet game called Space now. Yes. Space. Tell us about Strike. My number one is Strike because... <laughs> that so fun. adults will play that with adults and yeah. kids it's the easiest i'm pretty sure it was designed for adults <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's the easiest freaking thing in the world you just roll some dice in the center 
of a, an arena. Okay. And, yeah, in the Scarlet center <laughs> um, of, space. of space. Scarlet is four. In most games, she has to like be on my team because she can't like play by right. herself or pay attention or understand. But this one, she can actually play. Yep. And it's so great, and it's so funny, and it's fun, and I don't know. Stri- and I mean, we've talked about Strike a million readily times. Readily available. Yeah. yeah. You can buy this game at Target, anywhere. Yeah. So you don't have to spend $30 on shipping. So you can find this game anywhere now, and, and you should do so it. That a, might be GameCasters, essentially. It might be. You might. <laughs> because we have all... I remember I told Jeff, I was like, Jeff... Just buy it. Don't... Yeah, and you did. I did. I, I was like, don't... Okay, okay. I don't want you to look anything up. I just want you to buy this yeah. game. And now we all tell yeah. people that. And I yeah. I am going to buy an an English copy to keep at my house and then keep the other one at Good school idea. for the kids. Oh, yeah. Because they, they play that game all the time, too. Yeah. yeah. My number one, you ready? Yeah. Yes, it's My here. number one is Just One. Ooh, so I put this on here for a few different reasons. Number the, number one for just one is it, it's another game that my students just play and play and play and don't keep track of their points, don't keep track of this. They just they'll play yep. it for two straight hours because wow. it's just they'll just go through the deck. They don't like take the twelve out and keep. Yeah. They don't mind. They don't want to do that. Yeah, they they want to just keep playing that. and playing and playing and playing. That's got to be maybe the best party game that's come out in the last number of yeah. years. And it's yeah. also a great game for. Um, families. It's a great game to play like mom, dad, you know, brother, mm-hmm. sister, whatever. That The family environment, it also allows for a lot of creativity. Yeah. In, in sure word does. choices. Well, because you and, don't want to match people. So it's like, yeah. and you got to figure it out. It also works very well if, if, you know, if you're still at home, it works well over Zoom. I know a lot of people have played this yeah, over Zoom. I have played it over Zoom with Lydia and her kids in Missouri. Oh, right. And that was awesome. So I think it can connect also a lot of people, especially when, when times where, you know, we haven't seen people in, in yeah, years right. and that. It's a good COVID And game. that might be a good game to play with your family, play with teenagers, you know, get them off the couch. I don't know what teenagers do. <laughs> they just go to school. I, I know scared that. the living shit yeah. out of me. Anyway, Just One is number one. I know that song. That is awesome. Just One is such a good one. I, I did not expect that. Yeah, well, again, I that's a either. great. That's a that's because a. I feel like what's well, a great everyone game. Yeah, it's a per, that's a great choice. Everyone that's a great game, choice. Yeah. My number one, as Natalie mouthed to me earlier, was Strike. Yeah, I would have done a different one. That's okay. Our first crossover, I think, is fine. It warrants. Yeah, we have this a couple one. honorable mentions. We can yeah. Go yeah. Strike is so. Uh, Natalie said everything about it. We had a tournament at Nerdfest even one time. It's like, it's got to be one of the most. Fun experiences. I'd put it up there with games like uh, Happy Salmon in terms <laughs> oh, yeah. of just how fun it is when you play it or Insider or maybe uh, Just One. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just pure, unadulterated fun, fun. right? Yeah. It's just like... F-U-N. you. It's all you want to play. And it's so simple. And you, you just play it over and over and over again, and it's awesome. Yeah. And Lexi will win. <laughs> yeah. She said she was like... When I come on the Gamecasters, can I ask everybody why I win everything? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh. you can, but you might not get the answers yeah, you expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what do you guys have for honorable mentions? Thank oh, you. I got a lot. Um, I have Doodle Quest. I almost Great one. put Good that one. Yeah. on there. It was so close. Um, I have the Magic Labyrinth. Oh, man. I thought that was going to be the only one to say Marvel that. United. Magic Labyrinth is great. Marvel United. Uh, Rampage and Fitz and Clank. Cool. Okay. Wow, Clank. Yeah, they play like Clank. You're thinking of the wrong game. Yeah, Clank, man. That's a, that's, oh. That's like, children. Wow. That's a, that's class. Okay. Class. Okay, okay yeah, class. Like, really? Clank, huh? Yeah, man, they're getting Scarlet, in. Scarlet really yeah. loves that dragon. Yep. <laughs> she gets that gems and leaves quick. I had um, any love letter, any variation of love letter is amazing with they high school it, huh? kids. They love that. Uh, Quirky Circuits is great. Again, working together, communicating, but not really. 
King of Tokyo is one that teenagers love, especially introducing people to new games. Monikers is amazing with teenagers. I would say to filter out some of the cards. Um, some yeah. of the cards the can one. be very inappropriate. Yeah. Um, a filtered monikers with ages 11, 12, 13, and up is super fun. A yeah. blast. They'll again play that game for hours over and, and over. hours and hours. Yeah, that's another unadulterated fun game that could be it's number really four. Yeah. I have like, <laughs> yeah, Astro Trash is something that's like a left, right, really? center oh, sort of yeah. passing like game. Yep. Uh, concept is one they love. Any social deduction. Like okay, a, there you go. I'm like, I expected that to be number one. To be honest with you, I was like waiting for the resistance to be number one. Yeah, I remember. Okay, this is years removed. Jeff started this board game club, and he was like, "There is." It was like a year into it, and he's like, "They still play the resistance every day, every time." Yeah, they like, still they do. almost end with the resistance. Yeah, the time. resistance. It, it was. I, I just kind of left it's it older. off to highlight some other ones. Sure. But um, yeah, any any social deduction like the resistance, the chameleon insider, they love just. Working together, being sneaky, yeah. pointing at each other because again, it just creates that memory, which then gets them back to playing board games or want to play board games. Um, even if you want to go in the gamey world, they love the game Dominion, which we've actually played oh, a few times, and yeah. our teacher brings it. Cool. And the mind is something they love too. Awesome. Yeah. I can so totally cool. see that kind of. Natalie said every single one of my mentions. Yep. I was thinking Magic Labyrinth was going to be one that. Well, also with their, you know. We're married and we own those. <laughs> yeah. A lot of those. I only said it because I walked <clears throat> back in the room and I yeah, saw it. Ring, I was like, ring. oh, yeah, that was fun. Good, good, good. That was a, man, that was a fun list to that do. Was yeah, that was a good list. Good impromptu list. So that's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Instagram at GameCasters or at Mad Board Gamer. Both of those accounts service the show. We also have a Facebook group. You can search GameCaster to, to find us there and see all the hilarious memes that Nestor makes every single episode. <laughs> you can also email us at thegamecasterspodcast at gmail.com. We also have an incredibly barren board game geek guild 3678. If you'd like the show, we'd love it if you consider giving us a rating in Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that allows you to listen to us. I just keep thinking of the, like the show. <laughs> oh, like like the show. <laughs> Ronald Bringer. Like the show. He's like, mm, okay. If you haven't watched Check It Out, you just need to watch it. Yeah, I watched Check It Out. Just, Dr. Steve Brule. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We've also got a Patreon mm-hmm. now. If you want to support the show, feel free to head on over to patreon.com forward slash the gamecasters. There's also a merch store where you can find all sorts of different gamecasters, mad board gamer, gateway gear. So head on over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash gateway network. So for Natalie and Jeff the Mad Board Gamer, I am Ryan, and you have been listening to The Gamecasters. Good night. Everybody.